Bruce Boudreaux's Canucks dropped a heartbreaker on Thursday, falling 6-3 to at the hands of the Wild in Minnesota. That's the kind of uh, effort and character that these guys have. I'm mean, very proud of them. Uh, uh, they never quit. They never die. You know, I mean, so it's uh, uh, it's obviously tonight was very disappointing at the end. But, I mean, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, they could have given up a long time ago, the odds were so against us that uh, uh, but they believed and they, and they still believe they'll believe again tomorrow and now with their hopes of making the playoffs significantly impacted Vancouver wraps up the road trip in Alberta against the Flames it's the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames at Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary NHL hockey is on the air this is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Brendan Bachelor and Corey Hirsch with you tonight from the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver as we get you set for the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames in a matter of moments. And Hershey going into this game, the Canucks obviously will be hugely disappointed. They lost the other night in Minnesota, as we heard about off the top there. It's going to be awfully tough for them to make the playoffs at this point, but they're not done yet. And I'm sure that's the mentality that we heard from Bruce Boudreaux there, and we're going to hear from players in that dressing room as well. Well, Brendan, and like me who didn't finish his grade 12 math, it's all math, <laughs> right? And Canucks are not officially eliminated as of yet. Um, doesn't look good, but hey, until you are officially mathematically eliminated, you go hard and you keep playing uh, until that opportunity is gone. How hard is that for players to block that out where, you know, they will understand what needs to happen on the out-of-town scoreboard. They're going to understand that, you know, even if they run the table, these final four games, it may not be enough. Is that hard to do for players or is it easy? Uh, you know what, it's, uh, with, like I said, you're a professional athlete. You are. You get there because you're a professional. Yes, it can be disheartening at times and not seeing you know, the end goal is going to happen. However, you also look at it like, hey, I might only have four games left to play. They love playing the game, so you play for that. But also, a lot of guys playing for contracts too for next year. Meanwhile, they'll go up against a Flames team that has clinched first place in the Pacific Division. And as a result, they get the luxury of resting some guys, specifically Jacob Markstrom, who's not even going to dress tonight, let alone play. Yeah, and that's the benefit of doing what they've done. I'm not a big proponent of being on a team and having guys sit out, it, it can create some animosity as to why did this guy get to sit out and why I didn't. But Jacob Markstrom, you can understand. Um, but, you know, it's their prerogative. They're able to do it. He probably needs the rest. He's played a lot of hockey. 62 games thus far this season for Markstrom as their AHL goaltender, Dustin Wolf has been recalled and will back up Dan Vladar for the game. Tonight, tonight's betting odds are brought to you by Playnow Sports, your local BC sports book. The Canucks are 275, the underdog on the money line tonight. A $10 bet has the potential to win $17.50 for a total payout of $27.50 on the Canucks to win this game. Let's take a look at the scratches. First for Vancouver, Brandon Sutter remains out with long-haul COVID symptoms. Brady Keeper with a fractured leg. Tucker Pullman with a head injury. Niels Hoaglander and Bo Horvat both have lower body injuries. Tanner Pearson and Yaroslav Halak have upper body injuries, while Nick Patan and Kyle Burrows are the healthy scratches tonight. 
For the Flames, Tyler Parsons has been out long-term, continues to be with an ankle injury. Sean Monahan has a hip problem. Connor Mackey, Ryan Carpenter, Michael Stone, Adam Ruzichka, and the aforementioned Jacob Markstrom are healthy, but won't play for the home team in Calgary tonight. Starting goaltenders for Vancouver. First of all, it is Thatcher Demko, who's 5-1-1 in his last seven games with a 9-17 save percentage. He's got four wins in 10 career meetings against the Flames. At the other end of the ice, it's Dan Vladar, making only his fifth appearance at Scotiabank Saddledome this season. He's 2-1-0 on home ice with an 8-6-9 save percentage. The Flames will start the game with Noah Hannafin on left defense and Rasmus Anderson to his right. The forward line has Andrew Mangiapane on left wing, Michael Backlund down the middle, and Tyler Toffoli on right wing. For the Canucks, Quinn Hughes and Luke Shen will comprise the defensive pairing to begin this game this evening. The forward lines have been blended a little bit as Connor Garland moves on to a line with JT Miller and Alex Chason, and they will start the game tonight. We'll see Vasily Podkolzin skating alongside Elias Pedersen and Brock Besser. Jason Dickinson will go with Juho Lamico and Matthew Highmore, and Sheldon Dries, Brad Richardson, and Will Lockwood will make up the fourth line in this game tonight. And Hershey, exciting to see Pod Colson, who's been playing well with Miller and Chason, now get a chance with Pedersen and Besser in this game tonight. Yeah, I think part of that is because Garland and Miller create speed, and the Canucks are going to need speed against the Flames. But Pod Colson playing with Pedersen might be because a bigger body that can dig out pucks to get pucks to Pedersen. So I like these top two lines. I think the Canucks have done well against the Flames previously. They match up well, so you never know what this game can hold for the Canucks. The Canucks wrap up the road trip, looking to get back in the win column against a Flames club that is just playing out the string and getting ready for the postseason. And we'll have the opening face-off when we return. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary, and with those in the books, it's just about time to drop the puck. The Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames in game number 79 of the regular season for Vancouver. The Canucks are 38, 29, and 11 after a 6-3 loss in Minnesota to the Wild a couple of nights ago. The Flames, for their part, are 48, 20, and 10. They have locked up first place in the Pacific Division, and they're waiting to see who they'll get in the opening round of the playoffs. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you tonight for the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Canucks wearing the road white uniforms with the blue and green trim. will skate from left to right in the first period. The Flames in their home red jerseys with yellow and white trim will go from right to left. The officials for tonight's game, the referees are Gord Dwyer and Mark Jeanette. The linesmen Libor Suchanik and Brad Kovacic. As we'll see JT Miller and Michael Backlund line up at center ice to contest the opening faceoff in a matter of seconds. The Canucks hopes may be dim, but they aren't extinguished yet. Although the Flames may be able to do that if they can win this game tonight. That is now underway from Scotiabank Saddledome and JT Miller wins the faceoff back into his own zone. Quinn Hughes floats it to center. It's tipped ahead by Chason into the Calgary end. Uh, Miller touches it, it's offside against the Canucks, just 11 seconds into the first period, Corey Hirsch. Well, Brendan, this is going to be a tall order. Canucks have, or Flames have 200 point scores. Johnny Goudreau at 109 points, Matthew Kachuk at 100. These guys can score. And Goudreau's having one of his best years he's ever had in the National Hockey League. 
leads the NHL in even strength points with 85 this season as the Flames win the draw of their own line. Rasmus Anderson chips it up the far boards as it's swept deep into the Canuck end by Tyler Toffoli. Vancouver breaking out again. Connor Garland, left wing to center for Quinn Hughes. Into the Calgary end. Forced wide of the boards by Hannafin. Garland in to help out. Feeds the line for Luke Chen. Long drive stopped by Vladar. And he'll hold to make sure there's no rebound. Uh, Vladar having a bad year himself. 11-5-2, but Markstrom resting. Not even dressed. He's got 37 wins, 922 save percentage, and they are giving him a rest well-deserved. He's played 62 games, but Thatcher Demko sitting at 63. 916, but Brendan just didn't look himself in Minnesota. Hopefully he has a better one tonight. Flames win the faceoff in their own end. Chris Tanev from behind the net. Try to pass left wing to center. Knocked down by Tyler Myers. Up the right wing for Besser. Into the Calgary zone. Goes rink wide to the left boards for Pod Colson, who protects it from Matthew Kachuk and dumps it behind the Flames net. Now Myers, right point, trying to hold in. Lost the puck. Here's Gaudreau to center. Chance for a three on two for the Flames. Right wing for Kachuk. Trying to go back to Gaudreau as he drove the center lane, but the pass was out of his reach, and Myers collects near corner. Cleared it up the boards. It's knocked down by Elias Lindholm. He's upended by Elias Pedersen. Vasily Podkolzin skates to center on right wing and dumps it behind the Flames net. Ladar out of his goal to handle. Drops it back to Nikita Zadorov. He'll go left wing to center for Dylan Dubé to the Vancouver line. Dubé sweeps it into the corner. Beats Lamico to it on the forecheck. And they'll battle for it on the end boards. Lamico and Dubé tangled up. Yarncroke and Hunt trying to dig it free as well. It's caught up in skates right behind the Vancouver net. Canucks dig it free. Matthew Highmore, far corner. Lifts it up the left wing, out to center. Good Branson beats Dickinson to the puck and plays it loose to Blake Coleman as the Flames take possession in their own end. Zadora at the defensive blue line. Left wing for Brent Ritchie. He'll dump it behind the Canuck net. Brad Richardson back to it. Plays a short pass to Will Lockwood. He drops it to Travis Dermott and he'll skate it out to the red line himself and fire it below the goal line in the Calgary end. Ivan Lucic near boards. Quick pass to center for Ritchie, who banks it into Canuck territory, and Hughes goes back to it in the corner. Hughes behind his own net. Outlet pass far side for Richardson. Sweeps it to center for Will Lockwood. They'll play it into the left corner on the back end and chase Chris Tanev down on the forecheck. Tanev got it to Vladar and then to the near side for Hannafin. His headman pass goes all the way down, and it's icing against the Flames two and a half minutes into a scoreless first period in Calgary. Make sure to get your tickets for tonight's online 50-50 draw. Go to Canucks.com slash online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. Must be 19 plus and located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit. Play within it. Well, we've got Garland and Pod Colson flipping spots as we talked about earlier, Brendan. Garland's going to play with Miller. That should create a little bit more speed for the Canucks. And that line's on the ice right now, but the Flames won the faceoff in their own end, and Michael Backlund brings it to center. Right wing for Toffoli into the Vancouver zone with a shot that was partially tipped wide of the net by Oliver ekman Larson. Now Garland winding through the middle to the red line, lifts it right corner in the Flames' end. Shillington across to Tanev, far side, pokes it up the wall. Here's Mangiapane to center. It's a two-on-one. Andrew Mangiapane in front for Toffoli. The pass was in his skates, tried to kick it to his stick, but fanned on the shooting chance, and it rolled in on Demko who covers at the top of the crease. And with Tyler Toffoli. He was the Canuck killer last year when he was with Montreal. And he himself traded to Calgary. Pretty happy to get out of Montreal, I would think, Brendan. 
And we loved him here in Vancouver, that's for sure. 20 goals this year, 70 games. Probably a little light for him, but some pretty good players right now. 21 career goals against the Canucks for Toffoli, which is tied for the lead among active players in the league. So you're right, he has absolutely been a Canuck killer. As the Canucks go back to work in the Calgary zone. Pot pulls it near corner, pinned to the boards by Rasmus Anderson. Patterson digs it free for Besser. He'll bring it up the right wing wall, drops it back to Pod Colson, who missed the pass. It rolls into the corner. Patterson gets it free again for Pod Colson, and he'll clear it around the far side on the backhand. But Hughes had pinched down the boards, wasn't at the blue line. And Luke Shen has to chase it back into his own end. Shen tried to clear, it's held in at the line for Goudreau. Left circle, low shot, partially blocked by Patterson. Goudreau got his own rebound, and Demko held it out along the goal line. Now Yarncroke, high slot, mishandled the puck. Pod Colson gets it out to center for Besser. He'll gain the red line and float it into the Calgary end. Well, that's another line that's changed. Pod Colson now with Pedersen and Besser. And I have to think that's so that they can dig pucks out where Pod Colson can to get him to Pedersen. Brad Hunt back to the puck in his own zone. Leaves behind the net for Travis Dermott. Bumped by Blake Coleman on the boards. Hunt gets it far side. Cleared it up the wall. Dickinson couldn't clear. And Dubé has it right corner. Dylan Dubé back to the point. Long shot. By Tanev was blocked in front. And Dermott's after it near corner. Tied up along the wall by Dubin. It's stuck free to the point for Shillington. Right side Tanev again for Shillington. Middle of the ice with a wrist shot that Highmore blocked. Now Dubé gets it again. Left circle centered in front. And Blake Coleman tipped it over the net and out of play from the top of the crease. One of the better scoring chances for the Flames thus far. They actually haven't been credited with a shot on goal as of yet. 4.38 into the first, there's still no score between the Canucks and the Flames in Calgary. Well, other than that, most of the lines for the Canucks are pretty much the same. But when I talk about blocking shots, JT Miller got hit with one in Minnesota. And you can't tell me that that's not bothering him, Brendan. He left the bench and it was a stinger. He came back, thank goodness. But Highmore gets hit with one right there too. And that's part of the game, but man, Still hurts. Bruce Boudreau said today that JT Miller didn't want anyone asking him about his knee. He was quoted as saying he didn't need to get it checked out because he knew he was going to be good to go, even if he was icing it. Yeah. That's the kind of guy JT Miller is. He's going to tough it out. Yeah. And it, you know, bone bruise or bruise, they are tough, but you can play with them. Canucks ice the puck as we near the five-minute mark of the first period. Meanwhile, Brad Richardson broke his nose on that high stick. He took from Kaprizov in Minnesota, but returned to the game and is back in the lineup tonight and was joking this morning that the only thing he's frustrated about is he's gonna have to get his nose fixed again. Oh, and that is painful. And actually though, watching the replay, we had initially thought because the stick kind of wiped across his lip that maybe he had a massive cut. So actually, thank goodness it's only a broken nose. Richardson out there right now, wins the faceoff in his own end, behind the net to Ekman Larson. Who lifts it off the glass far side and out to center. And Noah Hannafin is back to it behind his own net. Flames have been on fire of late, 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. As Anderson skates to center, tried to dump it in, but it was tipped into the Vancouver bench. Instead, 5-17 elapsed in the first period. Bit of a quiet start to this game, no score, and there's only been one shot on goal between the two teams, and it's been credited to the Canucks. Uh, watching the out-of-town scoreboard, we were a little bit giddy early as Seattle was up on Dallas, 2-0. And 
And then Dallas scored three unanswered. Up 3-2 with about 10 to go in the third. And those three goals came in less than five minutes in the second period. So a 2-0 game became a 3-2 game in the blink of an eye. And both Canucks fans and Vegas Golden Knights fans will be wincing at that result as Dallas looks on its way to picking up another crucial two points. JT Miller with a one-timer in the slot set up by Garland for the end boards. It was stopped by Vladar. And Miller is able to hold in the zone, goes after Hannafin right corner. Was able to get it free to Mangiapane. Back to Rasmus Anderson. He'll lift it to center for Mangiapane, who's knocked down by Garland of the Vancouver blue line. And Quinn Hughes gets the puck back. Hughes, right wing to center for Dermott, tips it into the Calgary zone. Oliver Shillington with it. Far side for Chris Tannen. Passes left wing to center. Matthew Kachuk dumps it in. Demko leaves his crease and will go far corner for Brad Hunt. Hunt lifts it to the Calgary line. Besser after it stumbled and lost it. Pod Colson's got it instead, shifted ahead, gave it away to Tanev. He'll clear to center, where Pedersen breaks it up, and the Canucks keep possession again. Well, so far, Vancouver are shooting Calgary 2 to nothing. Game's been pretty even so far. Probably have to say JT Miller had the best chance of the game. Pod Colson on the four-check right corner, digs it free near boards for Pedersen. Trying to pass into the slot that was behind Besser. Kachuk couldn't clear, and Pedersen's got it right wing. Down to the top of the circle, trying to backhand pass into the slot, bounced off a skate to Pod Colson, and he'll carry it to the right corner. Pod Colson behind the net for Besser, out the left wing side into the slot for Pedersen, but it's tipped by Shillington out to center, and Tyler Myers takes it at his own blue line. Just past the seven minute mark, first period, no score, the Canucks in the flames. Lamico, right wing to the Calgary line, fires it off the end boards. Highmore after it, left wing side, digs it down low for Dickinson. They rim it around to the right wing for Luke Shen. Shen chips it to the end boards. Knocked away by Zadorov. Then Dylan Dubé gets it at the native of Golden, B.C. Clears it out to center ice. Rasmus Anderson follows up, plays left wing for Dubé into the Vancouver zone, but it's offside. 7.31 elapsed in the first. No score. The Canucks and the Flames on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home, Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Flames win a faceoff at center. And Milan Lucic has it left wing. Goes rink wide to the right side for Brett Ritchie, who tips it high in the air in the Vancouver zone. And it's cleared back to center, and Travis Dermott skates onto it on the right wing. Dermott across the Calgary line, dumps it behind the net. Anderson's after it, far corner for the Flames. Gets it ahead for Ritchie. He'll center on the backhand for Hannafin. Gets it ahead to center for Lewis, then for Lucic on the left wing, and he dumps it into the right corner. Ritchie on the forecheck. Takes it free for Lucic on the left wing side. He's pinned to the boards by Travis Dermott. Puck caught up along the wall. Hunt has it behind his own net for the Canucks. Plays far side for Pod Colson, watched by Ritchie. Leaves on the end boards for Hunt. He'll clear it around the dasher for Miller. Far boards goes rink wide to the near side for Travis Dermott. He'll pass it out to center for Brock Besser. He gains the Calgary line on right wing, but was poke checked by Shillington. And Pedersen has to take it back into his own end. Well, this Calgary team is all in for a Stanley Cup, Brandon. They've made trades, done everything they've got to do. That's a good hockey team. Got a number of pending unrestricted free agents. Not the least of which is Johnny Gaudreau, who just turned the puck over to Pod Colson on the right wing. Down low to Besser, back to the line for Myers. Fanned on a long snapshot and sent it wide of the net. Pod Colson 
for Pedersen behind the net, protecting the puck from Tannen, his former teammate. Pedersen out the right wing side into the corner. Fires back to the point for Myers, just held in off his skate, played left wing for Ekman Larson. Tipped it down the wall, but Matthew Kachuk plays it around with the near side for Tanev, then ahead for Gaudreau. Back to Shillington, his stretch pass goes all the way down, and it's icing against Calgary. 9-14 into the first period. There's still no score between the Canucks and the Flames. So I grew up in Calgary, so, you know, Flames are a little bit in my heart. Not tonight, though, of course. But interesting thing here, with Matthew Kachuk with his 100th point and 40th goal, their only other two, and Goudreau, their only other, well, they're the fourth set of teammates to hit 100 points. And we'll get back to that in a season. I'm going to play a little trivia with you. I don't think I have, so this will be good. The well, trivia last game didn't go so well with me taking forever to guess Marty Jelen as the Canucks third 30 goal scorer the last time that happened. I wouldn't have guessed that either, though. I can't even remember. I played on that team. <laughs> but again, one of the hardest working guys I ever played with. Yeah. A former Canuck and Flame. As the puck is tipped into the Calgary zone, and Zadorov goes back to it near corner. It's hit by Lockwood, played it ahead to Manjapani, then to Goodbranson. Up the right wing for Yarncroke into the Vancouver end. He'll dump it behind the net. We're just past the midway mark of the first. Still no score between the Canucks and the Flames. Sheldon Dries is hit hard into the far wall by Blake Coleman. Canucks are able to clear the zone anyway. Coleman dumps it back in, but Brad Hunt knocks it out of midair. Plays it off the glass out to center, only as far as Yarncroke, who again sweeps it behind the Vancouver goal. Blake Coleman laying the body all over the ice on this shift, trying to fire his team up, I would imagine. And the Flames are set up in the Vancouver zone. As a result, here's Anderson with a drive from the right point, held out by Demko. Coleman gets it far corner. Again to Rasmus Anderson, right circle. To the left side for Hannafin, wrist shot through traffic, blocked in front. And Dermott clears the rebound high in the air all the way down on Vladar, so there's no icing, and the Flames will have to break out. Well, good draw away. Canucks get a change that they desperately needed. Calgary was all over them. You're right, Coleman was just hammering people. Here's a turnover in the slot. Garland tees up a drive and fired it high and wide of the target. As he picked off an errant pass from behind the Calgary net by Hannafin. He just couldn't hit the target on his Slap shot chance from the top of the circles. Couldn't hit the target from two feet away. My goodness, have to hit the net on that, Brandon. You've got a scoring chance from that tight in the slot. That, that was the issue in the last game. So many missed chances for the game at home. But they Shillington left point. But a shot that was tipped wide of the net. Demko never saw it. It rolls into the far corner, and yeah, you're right, Bruce Boudreaux, in the wake of that shootout loss to the Senators, talked about missing on their opportunities and missing the net, and certainly that was something that plagued them in that game. Now Lindholm to center ice. That was right wing for Kachuk across the Vancouver line, protects from Pod Colson, back to Cabranson with a heavy drive, and Demko kicked it wide of the net. Now Zadorov brings it down the left wing, tried to drop it into the slot for Lindholm, who played it wide of the net on the backhand, and Zadorov gets it behind the net. To Johnny Gaudreau, top of the point, leaves for Cabranson, but he couldn't hold into the line, and he's got to take it back out to center. Branson ahead for Gaudreau, then to Lindholm. Right wing Kachuk, top of the circle, tees up a slap shot. He hit the crossbar, and it deflects over the glass. And out of play, Demko might have got a piece of it as well. 7.44 left in the first, no score. The Canucks and the Flames on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network.
All season long, when a Canucks player scores a hat trick, make sure to tune in to the post-game show for a shot at a Triple O's prize pack, which includes a $100 gift card. Triple O's burgers are 100% fresh Canadian beef, which will definitely cause cravings. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch back with you tonight from the Canucks Broadcast Centre in downtown Vancouver. 7.44 left in the opening period at Scotiabank Saddledome. There's no score between the Canucks and the Flames, and there'll be a face-off of the Vancouver zone to our left. In the far circle. Won by the Flames, but Lamico jumps forward off the draw, pokes the puck away from Johnny Goudreau, and out to center ice. Ekman Larson gets it back in his own end after the Flames dumped it in, fires it to center for Heinlein. He'll tip it high and wide of the net of Dan Vladar. Dickinson on the forecheck, gets it to Highmore. He'll play around to the right point for Tyler Myers. Myers down the near wall for Highmore. Spins off the check of Zadorov. centers on the backhand. Zadorov topped it, stopped it in tight rather. Matthew Kachuk out to center, brings it into the Vancouver end. Plays left wing for control, who whips it to the net. And Demko made a good save. Now here's a one-timer again, right circle by Lindholm, or left circle rather. Demko across to his right. Made a great save and turned the puck over the glass as Elias Lindholm was wide open on the left wing but couldn't beat the Vancouver goaltender. So if Demko didn't play well in the last game in Minnesota, my goodness, he's on fire here. All right, Brandon. I'll give you one, Bob McMillan and Guy Schwinnard. Okay, so what, what am I? 100 points, Hundred same season. Teammates. Flames, Flames have, Chuck and Goodrow okay. are only the fourth set of teammates to hit 100 points. In Flames history? In the same season. In Flames history? Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll get back to it in a second as there's a shot for the right point, tip wide of the net. As it was Tanev that threw to the goal, or rather it was Anderson, and now Backlund's got it left wing side for Andrew Mangiapane. Near circle, back to Hannafin of the point. His wrister goes wide of the net. Mangiapane's got it far corner. Protects it from GT Miller on the boards. And cuts behind the Canuck net. Miller knocked it loose in front of his own goal. Brad Hunt has to clear, but gave it away to Backlund. And the Flames keep the pressure on. Now it's knocked away to GT Miller. He'll leave behind his own net for Travis Dermott. Near boards for Alex Chason. And he'll poke it out to center. And into the Calgary zone. Uh, I'm going to go... Let's see, from the cup winning season, I'm going to guess, maybe? No, I'll tell you, 90-91 was another one. 90-91, so Theo probably? Yep. Uh, was Lanny, Lanny McDonald? The other one was the defenseman. Al McKinnis. Bingo. And then the last one. That one was 87-88, I think. Uh, that was a cup year. I'll guess Lanny McDonald for that year. Nope. No. I played against one of them in the Olympics. He shot in the shootout against me. Uh, Hawk and Luke? You were six. <laughs> Hawk and Luke? Yes, Hawk and Luke was one. Okay. The other one you might not get. Good player, though. Yeah, played in Pittsburgh. Give me a couple minutes to think about it. As the Flames dump it into the Vancouver zone. Lewis on the forecheck. It's a free to Zadorov left point. Lock shot hit Dickinson in the skate. In front, and now Gabranson has it right wing. Sanders in front, it was tipped to the back post by Lucic, and Richie just missed a chance to tap it past Demko on the stick side as the Canucks get it out to center ice. Imor collided with Lamico at the red line. They lost the pocket. Milan Lucic has it in his own end for Calgary. See, here's my problem about that season, Richie. Yeah. I was not alive. <laughs> so I don't have the depth of knowledge of the Flames roster Valid. from the year they won the Stanley Cup. That would be like asking me about 
1942-43, right? As the puck is rolled in on Demko, he'll cover top of the crease. 446 left in the first. No score. The Canucks and the Flames on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 446 remaining in the first period. No score. The Canucks and the Flames at Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you tonight for the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver. And it's time to take a look at who's doing the work tonight. Thus far for the Canucks, it's Thatcher Demko, who's made five saves on five Calgary shots, a couple of the spectacular variety, especially the one-time chance on Elias Lindholm just a couple of moments ago. And Thatcher Demko is doing the work. Brought to you by Douglas Lake Equipment, your trusted and closest Kubota dealer to Greater Vancouver and the Thompson, Nicola, and Peace River regions, DouglasLakeEquipment.com. Canucks win a faceoff in their own zone, and Connor Garland brings it right wing into the Calgary end. And it's a behind the net for JT Miller, tied up by Rasmus Anderson. Alex Chason in to get it. Digs it free to the near corner for Garland. He's tied up along the wall by Hannafin, keeps the puck, and goes for Chason behind the net. Knocked down by Rasmus Anderson. Again, it comes to Garland right wing. Tried to poke it loose to the line, gave it away to Johnny Gaudreau. He'll fire it up the right wing for Anderson to center. He dumps it behind the Vancouver net. We're talking in the commercial break, Hershey. I think I have the other goal scorer in your trivia question. All right, you let me know when you're ready. So this was two teammates who had 100-point seasons on the Calgary Flames Stanley Cup winning team. Yeah. And I already got one of them, which was, was it Ryan McDonald? Did I got that one right? Hawk and Lube. Hawk and Lube, right, of course, yes. Joe Mullen, the other one? Oh, no, I thought you had it. It wasn't Joe Mullen. And Joe Mullen, yeah, I would, you know what? Your hint was that he was a penguin, too. I thought for sure he was a penguin, too. This was another guy that was a penguin. Wow. We'll we'll keep going. I'm I'm really stumped then. All right. Well, I mean, someone's going to Google it and tweet it if they hear it. Help me out here, folks. Send me a tweet, (laughs) at Batch Hockey. As the puck is rolled in on Vladar, he'll cover it top of the crease with 320 remaining in the first period. Interesting that Joe Mullen should come up because Johnny Gaudreau has 100, uh, excuse me, has 109 points this year. His next point, which of course will be his 110th, will move him into a tie with both Patrick Kane and Joe Mullen for the fourth most points in a single season by a U.S. born player. Wow, that's quite a feat. He's still, right now, 39 points off of the record, set by Pat LaFontaine, who had 148 points wow. one year. And Patty LaFontaine. I'll remember, never forget game seven, Patty LaFontaine against Washington. Epic. Seven or eight periods, and the game went for about six hours. Kelly Rudy was in one end. Who <laughs> scored on it? It was Al Jensen. No, it wasn't Al Jensen. Right handed. Bob Mason. There you go. Trivia night tonight. <laughs> We're just under three minutes left in the first. Good. Branson gets a shot off right wing into the Vancouver zone. Demko made the save and covered up top of the crease as Highmore and Coleman have to be separated by the linesman. Make sure to stay tuned for Canucks Central at the intermission with Satyar Shah and Jamie Dodd. We'll go to the guys for instant analysis as soon as the period comes to an end. I'll tell you what was cool, though, Brendan. I grew up watching Hawk and Luke play. And then to face him in the shootout, I, I watched him win a cup with Calgary. I was, I was a kid. And then to face him in the shootout was pretty cool. In the Olympics in 94, of course. He never scored, but 
damn but you're <laughs> I knew that name was going to come up again. <laughs> if you work with Hershey long enough, you realize that every few days he just out of nowhere yells, Forsberg, and shakes his fist in the air. What is it? Uh, Ace Ventura, Finkel, Ray Finkel. Laces <laughs> <laughs> out. As the Flames tip it into the Vancouver zone, two and a half minutes left in the first period. No score. Calgary out shooting Vancouver 6-5, and now Luke Shen passes ahead to Bob Coles and tipped it into the Calgary zone. Lucic ran over Shen as he released the pass, and the Flames get it back the other way. Queen Hughes, far corner. Tied up by Matthew Kachuk. It comes left corner for Shillington. Dumps it behind the net. Kachuk missed it, and it deflects over the glass and out of play. Okay, I, I give up. you got to tell me. Oh, man, really? Yeah. You know, I knew this was going to be a tough one. Mike Bullard. Never guessed that one. Mike Bullard was a good player. Early in his career, played in Pittsburgh and then got bounced around. See, I know because I was a Calgary Flames kid, so I know. Yeah. As I said, maybe not the best excuse to use, but I wasn't alive. So. Yeah, use it. Back in 1988. Pot Coles into center, lifts it to the Calgary line. Shillington goes back to it behind the net across to Tanem far boards with 145 left in a scoreless first period. The Canucks and the Flames tonight in Calgary in their final meeting of the season. Besser, right wing in the Calgary zone, dumps it to the far corner for Pedersen. Back to Besser, tried to clear it around the glass and it deflects over the glass and out of play instead. Thanks for joining us along the Sportsnet Radio Network tonight. Whether you're in Kent, Kimberly or wherever you're tuning in. We appreciate you spending your evening with us. Let us know where you're listening from. You can reach me on Twitter at Batch Hockey. Also on Instagram and TikTok. He is at Corey Hirsch on Twitter. Corey Hirsch 72 on Instagram. And our flagship station is at Sportsnet650 on Twitter and Instagram. Well, I'll tell you how old I am, Brennan. I went to the Calgary Saddle Dome the day it opened. I was eight years old. And it's now the oldest building, I think, in the National Hockey League. Want to get your thoughts on Guy Lafleur here in a minute as well. Of course, the legendary half great passing away yesterday at the age of seven. And they recognized him with a minute's applause and cheering inside the building in Calgary before the game tonight as Vladar covers up at the side of the net. So I know you never got to play against Guy Lafleur, Hershey, but I'm sure he was a player that you watched growing up. We, well, we used to two two games in Calgary with Toronto Maple Leafs and Hockey Night Canada, or it was Montreal Canadiens. And what everybody remembers is Guy Lafleur flying down the wing with his feathered hair, and it would be like almost because of the speed you could see it suck back to his head, and then just so much skill and, and such a great shot. I mean, he was. When you think of the Montreal Canadiens and French hockey players back in the 70s, Guy Lafleur is one of the first guys that come to mind. We lost, no, we lost two legends this past week. Mike Bossy as well. The Islander great and multiple Stanley Cup champion. Bruce Boudreaux had some nice words to say about both Lafleur and Bossy on behind the bench of the pregame show. If you missed it, you can download the podcast. And catch it online anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and the like. Jason Dickinson 
far boards, gets it off the glass out to center. Knocked down by Rasmus Anderson. He'll go left wing for Noah Hannafin. Chips it into the Vancouver zone. Picked up by Lewis, who sweeps it to the net, but Demko's able to make the save and cover up with 33.7 seconds remaining in the opening period. And still no score between the Canucks and the Flames. The shots are only 7 to 7, but I got the Flames down for six scoring chances. And the only one I have for the Canucks is the Garland chance. Can't recall any other ones if there are any other. There was a JT Miller chance in the slot early on in the period. Yep, thank you for. There was. So those two chances were the Canucks' best chance. You're absolutely right. That was about it. And the Flames, though, they had a couple tips. One at the back door and a few saves that Marcus made that were incredible. Into the final minute of the first. Now, in a pretty quiet hockey game thus far kind of feels like a team that knows they've locked up first in the division against a team that knows they're likely not going to the playoffs. The Flames win the draw and Shillington gets a long wrister from the line that Demko stops with his glove hand. This last minute's taken forever. <laughs> it, has, it really has. Lots of whistles. But, I mean, we, we saw another game in Calgary. I believe it was 0-0, wasn't it, until, the shoot, or until overtime. Johnny Gaudreau won nothing That's in right. overtime back in January. JT Miller went for it all in one end, and Johnny Gaudreau ended up scoring at the end. Either. And with things coming right down to the wire for the playoff chase, it's one of the many games for the Canucks that you can look back on and go, man, what if? What if they got that one point yep. there? What if they found a way to beat Vegas in overtime in that game just a couple weeks yep. ago? What if they could have picked up two points in one of their games against Detroit? Well, and their overtime record is something that has hurt them. The Flames dump it in behind the Vancouver net. Demko out of the goal, leaves for Hughes. Just a couple of seconds left in the period. And now comes to an end. And through 20 minutes in Calgary, there's no score. Between the Canucks and the Flames, Calgary outshot Vancouver 8-7 in the opening 20 minutes as we rejoin Satyar Shah and Jamie Dodd for instant intermissions. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Matthew Kachuk out to center, brings it into the Vancouver end. Plays left wing for Control, who whips it to the net. And Demko made a good save. Now here's a one-timer again, right circle by Lindholm, or left circle rather. Demko across to his right. Made a great save and turned the puck over the glass. Canucks and Flames scoreless through the first 20 minutes from Calgary. And this is Canucks Central at the intermission. Presented to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Right here on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Satyar Shaw with Jamie Dodd. Get your thoughts in to our Dunbar Lumber text inbox, 650-650. Not much doing in that first period no. there, Jamie. <laughs> Pretty quiet. And, yes. And Paul from the Sunshine Coast texts in... Uh, uh, my God, are the Calgary fans ever flat compared to our Canucks fans? No wonder people say Calgary games, games can be boring. And to be fair, that was a flat crowd, but it was also a very flat period from those two teams. Yeah. Not, especially for the first 10 minutes. It, w- it was over 10 minutes before Calgary even got a shot on goal. Yeah. Uh, sad. It was, I think shots were 2 nothing for the Canucks at the 10-minute mark. 
picked up a little bit then, but not a lot of action in that frame. Yeah, not not a ton. Not a ton there. There's a few chances. I mean, early on, I thought the Canucks actually, considering how Calgary came out, not too strong overall. I thought the Canucks did a pretty good job early on. And, you know, the first best chance of the game happened for Vancouver. Yep. Garland setting up uh, JT Miller and Vladar made the save right in the slot. And, you know, outside of that, Garland had a chance in the slot where he missed the net. He went for the one time. He went for the slap shot and missed the net. That, gold, that was a golden opportunity and it should have done better than missing the net on that shot. But those are the only two real good scoring chances Vancouver had. And Calgary, even though the shots were even in that period, Calgary did have the advantage as far as scoring chances. Yes. And they weren't playing all that well, but there was one stretch about midway through the first period where they had some pressure and they had a few scoring chances, especially the one on the one-timer on Lindholm. Demko comes across ice and makes a big save. Yeah, and the Kachuk line, the top line with Lindholm, Johnny Gaudreau, and Matthew Kachuk has been the most noticeable line yeah. for Calgary, especially in the second half of that period. It wasn't like it was all-out pressure and the Canucks were hanging on for dear life, but they definitely started to assert their dominance in that in those final 10 minutes and there's the one chance you mentioned that Kachuk set up Lindholm for uh, Kachuk had a dangerous slap shot opportunity as well so they started to really yeah. get some zone time and, and generate some scoring chances there yeah there was a Kachuk shot you mentioned which went off the post right so he had there were a couple of good chances there for Calgary and you know Vancouver outside of that they had one sustained zone time shift for Pedersen and, and put Colson and you know it, it was early in the period and we kind of remarked and said hey if those guys can get mm -hmm. going they're in the offensive zone Besser, put Coles in, and Patterson, you know, they can start creating some stuff. But that line had a couple other opportunities, but they seemed just a little bit off in connecting and being able to sustain that offensive zone time tonight. Well, they did some, even when they were set up in the offensive zone, and we talked about this. Look, if you get the right defense pairing out there for Calgary, you know, the bottom one with good Branson and Zadorov, and you find a way to hold the puck in Calgary's end, you can force those guys to defend and find some open space. Mm -hmm. But even when the Canucks, you know, Pedersen, Pod Coles, and Besser did have zone time. It was on the perimeter, right? They had yeah. a lot of trouble getting the puck off the boards and into the dangerous areas of the ice. They were they were getting that zone time, right? They were spending the time on the right side of the rink, but they couldn't actually convert it into dangerous scoring opportunities or really shots uh, to to say nothing of, you know, grade A shots. So that's going to be something they need to figure out. And it's a challenge against yeah. a tough, physical, well-coached defensive team like Calgary to do that. Well, the shots do not really fully depict the zone time in this game. 9-7 in favor of Calgary, which seems relatively <laughs> close, but the actual shot attempts in this in that first period, 2-1. to one. As far as yeah. how many attempts, 21 attempts by Calgary, 10 for Vancouver. Vancouver doing a good job getting th those attempts on net. But again, they had four high danger scoring chances, the Canucks only having a couple. So it, it's one of those things where they haven't been able to generate quite as much. And as far as actual time zone puck possession goes, the Flames had the puck 54.2% of the time in that first period. The Canucks 45.8. And usually that number is pretty close to even, 1 or 2%. So anytime you see a team have about 54% advantage, that kind of shows you that they're really dominating the puck. And that's one thing Vancouver has to do a better job of. However, to Paul and Sunshine Coast's point, outside of a few chances, Calgary isn't playing with this type of assertiveness and no. a type of jump to take advantage of it. And it goes to what you mentioned, that this is a team that really has nothing to play for in the standings anymore. No, not a lot of urgency there. And I, I'm really curious to see how Calgary comes out of the second period because 
I don't know. I'm uh, as much as Daryl Sutter can be looking at game one of the playoffs. I'm not sure he wants to see a flat performance yeah. like that from his team either. So I, I'm going to be curious to see if they get a bit of jump in their step. You know, there were some moments late in the period, maybe just a little bit of spice entering the game, you know, Lucic involved in some scrums, that kind of thing. I, I'm wondering to see if there's if somebody from Calgary is going to try to provide a spark in that second period because again, even though they were asserting their will on the game late, they didn't have a lot of a lot of feistiness to them at all. Well, they don't look quite as hot, right? No. And you know, and it's interesting because the betting line in the game kind of reflects that heading into tonight's game between Vancouver and Calgary, the Canucks were 2.75 on the money line. Right now, well, after the first period, despite it being scoreless, it's gone down to 2.4 versus 1.48 for the Calgary Flames. And the total, as far as goals, over 4.5 pays out at 1.75, 1.71, and under 4.5 is at 2 to 1. And the question here is, kind of like that game we saw a few nights ago, no goals in the first. But what happens in the second? What happens in the second? So, I mean, the under looks interesting, but at the same time, goals can come in a hurry as well. Yeah, that's true. The under is interesting just because, at least in that Minnesota game, it felt like both teams had a lot more jump yeah. and, and they were and were generating more chances. This one, I mean, when Demko's been called on, he's been sharp. He's made some really good saves, but there also just hasn't been a lot of action either way. And with a team like Calgary that, you know, let's say they did get a lead. They can choke the life out of a game pretty yeah. good. And if that's what they want, you know, hey, look, we've already clinched first place in the division. We're just going to cruise here. If they do get a, you know, one nothing 2-1 lead, you might see a pretty sleepy game from that point on. Yeah, and those are the betting odds. 2.4 on the money line for Vancouver, 1.48 for Calgary. Over under 4.5 goals is two to one on the odds, so even. Uh, and that is sponsored by Playnow Sports, your local BC sportsbook. You can check them out on playnow.com. And you know, as far as the rest of this game goes here tonight, one thing that has been very good to see, especially after he struggled by his standards, albeit Thatcher Demko really solid in that first period and it wasn't you know sustained pressure in, in this onslaught but anytime the flames had a golden opportunity Thatcher Demko came up big yep. in that first especially the one you mentioned with the Lindholm one-timer cross ice that's a, that's such a difficult yeah. play we've talked so much about how when you get the goalie moving horizontal like that it, it's really difficult to make saves and he was up to the challenge and then some right it, it didn't even look like a particularly troubling save for him to make so really good to see a bit of a bounce back performance from Thatcher Demko in this one and if Calgary does find that next gear that we haven't seen he is going to be called on a lot more for the Canucks to make some more big saves yeah absolutely and as you know it's one of those things for Thatcher Demko as well I mean to be able to experience being a number one netminder in an 82 game season there's a lot he's learned I'm sure and we can attribute some of that form against Minnesota to the fact that they played three games mm -hmm. in four nights and was forced to play back-to-backs with Halak after he couldn't make it past the 20 minutes after getting injured. But also, it's one of those things that elite goaltenders sometimes find a way. And as time goes on, and as good as he's been, he can still improve and get better and find a way to maybe get more out of himself in times when he's tired. And that comes with some experience. So I, I would chalk this entire year as a, as a massive success oh, for yeah. Thatcher Demko, but also an incredible learning 
situation as well where he's going to be able to take a lot of these things and improve on on them and be better prepared for next season yeah you certainly would hope that's the case right and again it's not it's not as if he's crumbled down the stretch or anything here right but he's one start yeah he's played a ton of games so to hold up as well as he has this late in the season is still really impressive and I still kind of think that that game against Minnesota had more to do with the three and four Mm -hmm. than it did the overall volume of work but it's both things to be fair so hey being able to not just bounce back from a performance like that that was below his standard, but also late in the season to do it. it is an, it's an important thing for your number one workhorse goalie to be able to do, and at least through one period he's doing it. Yeah, fa- has made stops on all nine shots he's faced so far after one period. Tristan texts into our uh, inbox and says, East, from East Vancouver, says, I'm a huge fan of the show and I have a question for you this evening. I was wondering, if the Canucks keep Bruce all of next year, will we make the playoffs? If so, how far will we can we make it and are we going to trade anyone from our top six if if so who and that's all i got have for you guys keep up the amazing work stay safe uh go canucks go thanks uh uh Tristan, you stay safe as well out in East Van, and I uh, appreciate you texting in and we'll do our best to answer your your questions here tonight so i mean i believe and i've mentioned this now going back about a week like hey as much as there's been talk around boudreaux if i had I still believe he's coming back. Mm-hmm. They're going to find a way to bring him back, and that's going to happen. So if he's back next year, it really depends on. And I don't want to want to like. So I think if if Boudreaux's back next year, this team finds a way to make the playoffs. That's what I believe. Now I don't know who's going to be here. I don't know who's going to go out. I don't think they're going to be a contender for the Stanley Cup. So could they get in and maybe win a round? I think they could because they have Demko. But it really depends on what the roster looks like. But I do believe that if if Boudreaux is back next year, even if you trade a guy in the top six, that this team could very well knock on the playoff door and get in. I yeah. think they can do that, especially with Boudreaux and having that high-end talent. And I think they'll trade a top six guy. Man, I mean, it's, it's a tough question. Like, it really is. I mean, it can be anyone of Pedersen. I mean, not Pedersen, sorry. Uh, whoa, oh, yeah, whoa. No, no, sorry. Uh, JT, JT Miller because of the contract. Mm-hmm. Bob because of the contract. Besser because of the contract. And Connor Garland because if you keep all three of those guys, could he be the guy yes. that goes out? Yeah, it's an interesting question. It's really hard to kind of power rank the most likely to move. I would probably still have JT Miller at the top of the list. I know that's the toughest one to sign, yeah. That's the thing, right? That might be the toughest guy to get to a team-friendly deal, and he also might have the most value around the league for getting assets back. But to the question about can they make the playoffs with a full season of Bruce Boudreaux, it's hard to prognosticate before you know what the roster looks like and how the rest of the division sets up. But as we were discussing in the pregame show, if you have Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, and Thatcher Demko, and you have a really good coach like Bruce Boudreaux, you're going to have at least a shot at making the playoffs, right? And yeah, it depends on how you fill out the rest of the roster, but with those four things in place, you're at least going to be competitive. You're at least going to have a chance. So it's absolutely possible. No, it is. It is possible. So that's one of the things when you have a great coach that sets a standard as well and builds an identity for the team, it makes it easier to have success. And you saw with the number of injuries they've had down the stretch, and that's not sustainable over 82 games, but I do believe what, what it has shown is that if you play a certain style and buy into an identity, you can find a way to still have success. What did we talk about with Pittsburgh for a long time? Yeah. Even when guys, key guys go out, when you have an identity and people buy in and you build a program, that's a way to have success. Yeah, and quick out-of-town scoreboard update. Uh, the Dallas Stars did hold on to beat the Seattle Kraken 3-2 in regulation, so they go six points up on the Canucks pending tonight's result, obviously, uh, with 93 points. And again, to keep in mind, it's, it's about the magic number at this point, a magic yep. number for elimination. If... 
LA gets a 96, Vancouver cannot catch LA. Yeah. Dallas gets a 96, Vancouver has no chance at a wild card spot. And if Vegas gets a 96, Vancouver cannot pass Vegas. So right now, Dallas is a 93, LA is a 94. So Canucks have to win this game. Otherwise, they're pretty much close to being eliminated. That's how tough it's kind of becoming here. All right, uh, we'll get back to the second period. Batch and Hershey have the call. Scoreless through one right here on the home of your Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you as we get set to go to the second period. There's no score between the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames after one. Flames outshot the Canucks 9-7 in the opening 20 minutes of this game. Make sure to get your tickets for tonight's online 50-50 draw. Go to Canucks.com slash online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. Must be 19 plus and located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit. Play within it. Canucks in white will go from right to left. In the second period, the Flames in red will skate from left to right. Canucks looking to get back in the win column. After dropping a 6-3 game in Minnesota to start the road trip, they lost Four to three in a shootout on home ice to the Ottawa Senators, so they're aiming to avoid rather a third consecutive defeat. Face off at center, initially won by Michael Backlund, but the official dropping the puck didn't like the way it was contested, so they'll do it again. And it's JT Miller who loses it to Backlund. He'll play it back to his own line for Rasmus Anderson. Flames in transition. Puck is dumped in on the left wing. Wide of the net of Demko. As Miller goes back to it behind the net, lost it to Foley, who tried to center. Mangiapane couldn't get it to Foley. Has it back left wing with a one-timer that tipped off a stick. And high and wide of the net. Now Backlund on the right wing. To the left point for Hannafin. Down the far boards, Kachuk with a slapper from a tight angle. Missed the net, and Anderson holds in right point. Cleared to the near corner. Quinn Hughes is back to it for the Canucks. Gets it out to center for JT Miller, and he'll pass it cross ice into the Calgary zone as Vancouver goes for a change. Yeah, Chuck teeing it up from everywhere right now. And that one, he went right at Markstrom's head from the side of the net, or Demko's. Demko makes a save off the right pad. Ekman Larson gets it up the far boards for Elias Patterson in his own zone, protecting it. From Elias Lindholm gets it out to center for Vasily Podkolzin with speed. Right wing into the Calgary zone. Forced to the corner by Shillington. Podkolzin fell into the end boards. Slow to get up. Looked like he might have bumped his head on the wall. The play continues and Lindholm has it in the Vancouver zone. Carries down the left wing. Podkolzin went off to the bench. Dickinson's out on the ice. So we'll keep an eye on the condition of the Canucks rookie after he fell heavily into the end boards on the forecheck in the Calgary end. Elias Pedersen, near corner in his own zone. Carries it to center. Try to pass at the Calgary line, and the Canucks are called offside. There'll be a neutral zone draw upcoming. 137 into the second. No score, Vancouver and Calgary, and Pod Colson still on the Canuck bench. I guess we'll have to wait and see. He went into the boards hard. Hopefully he's just shaken up a little bit, but almost the Bambi with the legs spread out on the ice. And his head kind of snapped back as he hit the boards, too. It hasn't gone down the tunnel, which is always good news. As a puck is deflected out of play into the stands 
on the far side, 144 into the second. Still no score, the Canucks of the Flames. Uh, as you said, Dallas beat Seattle. Now I guess the only sort of good news is Nashville got crushed by Tampa. But as far as the standings go, it's getting more and more dire. But at least we're calling games and we're watching games with possible playoff chances. Predators and Stars are in the two wildcard spots right now. 93 points each. Canucks are six points behind them with four to play. So the map's pretty simple there. They need yeah. those teams to at most win one more game and then maybe they could try and sneak in on a tiebreaker. But the wild card is looking very difficult, as is the Pacific Division, because yeah. the LA Kings have one more point than both Nashville and Dallas do right now. Oh, and I believe, like I said, I think Dallas still plays Arizona. And that's almost guaranteed two points. The interesting game is coming up, I believe, on Tuesday. Dallas and Vegas go head to head. Vegas right now is four points behind the Stars. Well, the Golden Knights have a game in hand, so really, if they can win that game in hand, they're only two points back at Dallas. Then you win your head to head with Dallas, and suddenly you're in business in terms of trying to make the playoffs. So, yeah. while things look like a long shot for the Canucks, they are less so for the Golden Knights, who still have a ton to play for in the Western Conference playoff chase. Well, Wednesday's gonna be interesting. Canucks win the draw in the Calgary zone. Shot from the point, rather, is stopped by Vladar. And he'll hold, and we got a Vancouver penalty as Elias Lindholm took a high stick off the faceoff. So the Flames will go to the first power play of the game, 2.07 into the second. So, yeah, so Wednesday, Brandon, Arizona plays Dallas in Dallas. Vegas plays Chicago in Chicago. LA plays Seattle in Seattle. So, you got to hope for a miracle on that Wednesday and a miracle for the rest of the season for the Canucks. But if you don't win this one, it doesn't matter. And that game I was alluding to, Dallas against Vegas, is Tuesday yeah, night. For them, is which for Vegas is a massive game. And Dallas, you're right. Absolutely. Canucks, of course, on Tuesday will be back on home ice to face the Seattle Kraken. We'll have that one for you right here on. Sportsnet 650 and along the network as it's Will Lockwood off for high sticking. Sending the Flames to the man advantage. Calgary's power play running at 25% in the last seven games is ninth in the NHL overall on the season. Well, the Canucks win the draw and clear it, clear it into the Flames zone to our left. Elias Lindholm in his own zone for Calgary. Gets it to Johnny Gaudreau to center. Gaudreau across the Vancouver line, rink wide right side for Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk into the high slot, left corner, Gaudreau, back to the point for Noah Hannafin. As the Flames set up on the man advantage. Kachuk passes right circle for Lindholm, tips it to the corner for Mangiapane. Back to Lindholm, and to Hannafin. Left circle, Gaudreau to the right side, Lindholm with a shot, he scores! Elias Lindholm on the power play, cashes in with his 40th of the season, and the Flames lead 1-0. 40 goals, my goodness, the season for this line. Lindholm, Gaudreau, Kachuk, I know it's a power play, but man, those three are just on fire. And Gaudreau finds Lindholm on the near side, almost back door. And this isn't even a slap shot, it is a wrist shot that goes bar down over the glove of Thatcher Demko. And it is a bullet as Kachuk stands at the side of the net. What a goal this is. 
Lockwood's on the, in the box. And he's very happy about that. Flames up one nothing. The goal comes 2.44 into the second period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca and the Flames score again into the Vancouver zone. This time it's Dylan Dubé on a one-timer from the left circle. Uh, just like that, Calgary Flames two, Canucks zero. And this could really hurt, well it really, really hurt the Vancouver Canucks. As Demko, he ends up passing it up the boards and he gives it away, it goes to the point. And then as it goes to the point, it's held in. And then a little pass into the slot to Dubé. And he one-times it. Pass that your Demko. And Brendan, it's getting even more dire now with the Canucks up 2-0. Here come the Canucks as they trail 2-0 to the Flames now as Chason gets a shot off the right wing, stopped by Vladar. He turns it over the glass and out of play. Flames get two goals in 16 seconds, the second of which is Dylan Dubé's 15th of the year at the three-minute mark of the middle frame, and the time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Did I say Canucks up 2-0? I think I did. Yeah, Calgary. That's the C's that got me, the CA. I think I called Demko Markstrom at one point today. Might That's have, a mistake we both made multiple times. I might so. have to go do a lap around the building or five <laughs> bucks or something. Reset. Take a breather. As the Canucks win the draw in the Calgary <laughs> zone. Garland right corner in front for Chase on with a one-time chance. And there's Vladar to make a nice save in tight and hold on for the whistle. A uh, good chance for the Canucks to get back in it. Jason with a one-time attempt. But that Dubé goal happened so fast. I was still writing in my notes the Lindholm goal and looked up. It was in the net again. In the net. And you know what? I, this is tough for the Canucks because that loss in Minnesota, they have to know that, and they felt it. You know that they felt it because they knew they had to run the table. They're still giving it everything they have here in Calgary, though. Travis Dermott back to the puck near corner in his own zone, chased down by Andrew Mangiapane. Comes free to Toffoli right wing. He'll leave in the line for Chris Tanner. Down the near boards for Michael Backlund. Backlund to the corner, backhand, centering feed. What a stop by Demko on Toffoli at the far post. One-time chance for the top of the crease, and Demko got across to his right and held it out with the pad. Now that's the Thatcher Demko we've seen. Just that strong, quick push from one side to the other, and he robs to Foley. Now Gaudreau trying to drive into the Vancouver zone, attempted to hold in at the blue line. The linesman said it came out. Gaudreau's upset because he would have had a partial break in on goal down the left wing, yeah. but there'll be a neutral zone faceoff instead. Well, here's what I'm concerned about right now, is that Calgary's looking and it might be point sight. They are flying, and the Canucks are kind of just, I guess the armor has a dent in it, let's put it that way. Calgary has all the momentum, so I just hope that, you know, Demko can hold the fort. Mentioned this in the first period, it has happened now, though. Johnny Gaudreau with the primary assist on the Elias Lindholm goal. Has 110 points on the year, tied for fourth most all-time by a U.S.-born player in a single season with Patrick Kane and Joe Mullen. Oh, that's, wow, that's good company to be in. Here is Gaudreau, right wing into the Vancouver zone, trying to pass across to the far side. 
bounced off the shin pad of Zadorov and right to the net. Demko held it out, then Shen knocks over Lindholm in the corner. And Elias Lindholm has the puck, then Hughes knocks him down, but he gets it behind the net for Kachuk to the near corner for Johnny Gaudreau. Back to the line for Rasmus Anderson. Left point, long shot for the line. Off the stick of Noah Hannafin is stopped by Demko, and he'll hold 4.50 into the second period. The Flames lead the Canucks 2-0. Well, again, Flames just have to, or the Canucks, what, what is wrong? I'm going to have to go do a lot. Push-ups and sit-ups. It's going to be my punishment today. What is wrong with me? Anyway, well, don't even saying. start there. Don't even go there, Brendan, with what is wrong with me, all right? Flames win the draw, and Coleman behind the net goes near point to Hannafin. Across to Rasmus Anderson with a one-timer. He missed the net past the glove side of Demko. And Sheldon tries on the near wall, plays it to the red line for Lockwood, tipped it to the Calgary end, but the Flames in transition dump it back in. And what this feels like right now, Hershey, is that the Flames have taken it to another gear in the second period. And the Canucks right now doesn't feel like they have that gear no, in their arsenal. They look exhausted. They, they really do. The Canucks look tired to me. Sheldon tries, clears into the Calgary zone. Rasmus Anderson back to it. Over to Oliver Shillington, and again to Anderson, right wing at center. He'll fire it in around behind the Canuck net. Lewis in the left corner, battling with Brad Hunt on the boards. Brett Ritchie in after it, too. It's tied up in skates. Ritchie. Fighting with Pod Polson along the wall, that it's sent in front for Lewis, who chopped it wide of the net, and now he's got it in the near corner. Trevor Lewis over to the far side, Shillington dumps it back in. Ekman Larson meets it on the boards and sweeps it out of the zone where Pedersen skates onto it. Across the Calgary line for Besser, back into the slot for Hunt. He's tied up by Lucic on the back check. Because he would have had a good shooting chance, but a great play by Lucic to knock it away, and the Flames get it back deep into the Vancouver end. Well, Hunt had to take it on his backhand and then move it over to his forehand. Now Lucic centers in front for Toffoli, driving the Vancouver net. Demko stopped him in tight, comes back to the point. Good Branson tees up a drive. Demko stops that too and directs it out of play. 6.31 into the second. It's the Flames 2 and the Canucks nothing at Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home, Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Flames have turned up the heat in this second period. Out shooting the Canucks. 9-4 in the middle frame and now leading the game 2-0. On goals by Elias Lindholm on the power play and Dylan Dubé at even strength. Canucks play it into the Calgary end to our left. Vladar out of the goal. Clears far corner. Connor Garland's after it, protecting it from Hannafin. Got it to chase on in the far circle. Down below the goal line for JT Miller. Spinning away from Hannafin. Miller tries to go back to the line, but Dubé breaks it up. Carries it to center on left wing and pokes it deep into the Canuck end. Quinn Hughes hit into the end boards by Blake Coleman. Connor Garland back to it, protecting the puck from Lindholm on the boards. Hughes loses it to Gaudreau in tight to the front of the net with it, a backhander from the top of the crease that he elevated high and wide of the net. On a great A look for Johnny Gaudreau, and now Connor Garland clears all the way down. It's icing against the Canucks. 
as we near the eight minute mark of the second period and the Flames continue to put the pressure on Vancouver. Uh, I want to watch that Johnny Goudreau. Pretty good player, eh? Very good player, yeah. And you know, there's been years where the, the Flames I know have been frustrated with him. Uh, and you know, like you said, UFA at the end of the year, it was a long contract that he had signed. And that sometimes is really frustrating with GMs, you know, coaches, everybody. 49 points last year, 56 games, all of a sudden a contract year, 109 points. Well, and it's going to be really interesting to see the kind of contract Goudreau gets, whether in Calgary or elsewhere, because it could very likely set the market for what JT Miller's contract extension could look like, which, of course, Miller has one year left on his deal, will be an unrestricted free agent next offseason if the Canucks don't extend him before that. And, of course, his future up in the air, too, in terms of whether the organization looks to move him in the summer as well. Uh, it's going to be an interesting summer, that's for sure. Highmore on the forecheck behind the Calgary net, beaten to the puck by Shillington. But Dickinson is in after it as well. Now it's played loose far side for Brett Ritchie, who goes rink wide to the near wall for Johnny Goudreau, and he'll wind up with speed from his own blue line. Goudreau to the Canuck end, turned it over, and it was cleared back to center ice by Yuho Lamico. Before it's dumped in by Trevor Lewis. Battle in the left corner. Ritchie protecting it from Myers goes to the right point. The Branson heavy drive blocked by Highmore. And it deflects off his skate and out of play. 8.35 into the second. The Flames are still up 2-0 on the Canucks. Uh, that's the second block shot I've seen by Highmore. He's putting his body in front of everything. That's a guy that's already missed 36 games with injuries and COVID protocol this year. And this late in the season, three games left after this one tonight, still sacrificing the body. Canucks win the drop. Henderson in his own zone. Gets it ahead for Brad Hunt. Then to Brock Besser. He'll lift it left wing to the red line for Pod Colson, who dumps it behind the Calgary net. Vladar spun it around to the far side. Besser knocks it down to the line for Dermott. Tees up a drive stop by Vladar. Rebound in front. Is collected by Rasmus Anderson. And he rims it around the near wall, where Brett Ritchie knocks it down on the boards. Vasily uh, Pod Colson's there to try and dig it loose, and he plays it below the goal line in the Calgary end. Hannafin back to it. Shovels up the far side for Milan Lucic. And Elias Pedersen goes back to it at his own blue line. Ahead for Travis Dermott. Knocked off the puck by Lucic. Into the slot for Backlund to the net. Low shot stopped by Demko. Rebound in front. Demko stopped Backlund on the second chance too. Then Backlund shoveled it into the goal on the third opportunity. But it's immediately waved off by the referee behind the net. As the whistle had already sounded. Demonstrative was referee Mark Jeanette in waving that off. And it won't count. Uh, well. It's good officiating. Demko had that. Actually, maybe he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> whistle had gone either way. As I believe, yeah, you know what? I think he had it. Little bit of a quick whistle, but he did get his mitt on it before they I, were able to dig it in. I never complained about a quick whistle. There's sometimes where it'd be a quick whistle, but your team would start going the other way on an opportunity, but never ever complain about a quick whistle from an official. From a goalie's perspective, yeah, obviously. Because the next time they'll let it go as long as you <laughs> guys can dig. Fans don't like it as Hughes fires it heavily into the Vancouver bench. 
trying to pass to center, sending the Canucks coaching staff ducking for cover. That's the tough thing about being on the bench. We always saw Scott Walker get hit this year. I've seen other coaches. And we know that Walker had to spend time away from the team dealing with vertigo as a result. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was playing with Dallas, I hadn't played many games. Ron Tugnut was in that. I was backing up. He gets pulled, sits on the bench, and then gets hit in the head with a puck. Just, you know, could have done without that. Well, and again, it makes you wonder, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound silly. I don't think so. But why don't coaches wear helmets behind the bench? Yeah, yeah, because they won't, because it's too, big, but, you know, you too know, cool for school. But how long yeah, ago yeah, were yeah. we talking about players yeah. needing to wear helmets being too cool I, for school? Don't, I don't disagree, Brad. I don't think it's not stupid at all. Well, right now, you know, you think about it all. Bruce Boudreaux wearing a helmet behind the bench, it would yeah. look silly. But you know what? It's not a football or a basketball. Save someone's life Absolutely. down the line one day, then it's worth it. Absolutely. Some sort of protection. I don't know. One of those old football leather helmets, <laughs> like the like a rugby scrum cap or something yeah, like that. Exactly. JT Miller at his own blue line for the Canucks protects it from Callie Yarncroke on the boards. Alex Chase on in to help out, got it to the line, but not out of the zone as Coleman shoots from a long way out and missed the net. Connor Garland. Back to center, into the Calgary end. Drops left wing for Miller, hard shot, kicked out by Vladar. There was a big rebound to the right circle, but Garland was tied up by Hannafin and couldn't get to it. Now he skates onto it on the end board. Back to Ekman Larson at the line, left corner for Garland. Spins off a check from Hannafin. Garland darting on the wall. Gets it to Miller, one-timer left circle, held out by Vladar again. Hannafin goes ahead for Kachuk, and he'll lift it high in the air. Out to center up the right wing as Ekman Larson takes it back in his own end. Well, I thought that had a chance of going over the glass. Stayed in play, though. Rasmus Anderson of the red line. Left wing for Gaudreau into the Canucks zone. Low shot kicked out by Demko. And Pod Polson meets it near corner. Tied up by Gaudreau. Ekman Larson in to help out. He's hit by Matthew Kachak. Now it's Pod Polson with it. Plays it up the wall nicely for Pedersen, and he'll float it high in the air into the Calgary end. Nikita Zadorov back to the puck. Hit by Pod Colson on the forecheck. Dermott holds in right point. For Besser on the end boards. Pinned to the wall by Goodbranson. Comes to Pedersen left wing side. Battling with Lindholm. Gets it free to the point, but Brad Hunt held in, and the Canucks could try to keep the pressure on. Now Pedersen missed it near side. And it's tipped deep into the Vancouver end. Matthew Kachuk on the forecheck. Side of the net. Can't center. Dermott knocks it away to the corner. Goes behind his own net for Brad Hunt. Canucks are going to have to make a decision on a lot of guys here in the summer. Brad Hunt right now just playing the, hey, we're going to run the clock out. I'm going to stand here behind the net. For another 27 minutes and 40 seconds. <laughs> As Lamico dumps it into the Calgary end. Seven and a half left in the second period. Flames lead 2-0 tonight in Calgary. And Chris Tanev from behind his own net gets it to Oliver Shillington. Clear to the line, not out. Held in by Lamico for Dickinson. Right circle with a tight angle wrister. And he missed the net. Now Trevor Lewis to center. Up the right wing into the Canuck end. Forced wide to the corner by Hughes. He attempted a shot. Hughes tipped it behind the net. Lucic has it left wing. Turned it over to Dickinson. He'll escape to center. And clear it into the Calgary end. 
Hannafin from deep in his own zone, fires it to the red line. Backlund tips it in deep. Demko out of his net, protects it from Toffoli, and sweeps it around the far boards for Will Lockwood. Lockwood behind the goal for Hughes, now for Ekman Larson near side. Ahead to center for Brad Richardson, and he'll carry into the Calgary zone down the left wing. Toffoli near corner, turned it over. To tries in the slot, tried to wind and fire. It was blocked, then Richardson whacked at it. That hit a body on its way to the net as well. Vladar didn't have to make a save, but the Canucks keep the pressure on as Dries has it right corner. Drops it up the far wall. They turned it over to Backlund, and he'll bank it off the near side and out to center. Now, we haven't had a whistle in a while, but other than Demko's save, but it's just kind of now the game has, has been mostly neutral zone. Nobody really getting scoring chances. Miller across the Calgary line. Drops to Ekman Larson, left circle. Tried a shot, blocked by Coleman, comes back to Ekman Larson. Right wing Miller, one timer from wide on the boards, is stopped by Vladar, and it deflects out of play. With 5.55 left in the second period, the Flames lead the Canucks 2-0 on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 5.55 left in the second period, the Flames lead the Canucks 2-0 at Scotiabank Saddledome. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you. Make sure to stay tuned for Canucks Central at the intermission with Satyar Shah and Jamie Dodd will go to the guys for instant analysis as soon as this period concludes. Face-off in the Calgary zone, won by the Canucks. JT Miller gets it back, top of the point for Quinn Hughes. Wrist shot through traffic, stopped by Vladar, rebound in front. Chason and Garland were both there, but neither of them could chop it home, and now Toffoli carries to the Vancouver line on right wing. Drops to Mangiapane, into the slot for Hannafin, right to the net, he snapped it over the crossbar from in tight. And a battle ensues for the loose puck in the right corner. Garland gets it free for Alex Chason. Plays it up the right wing into the Calgary zone, skates onto the puck, Chason tried to center, it was tipped to the goal, Vladar pushed off his left post and had to kick back with his left pad to hold it out as he was already going the wrong direction. Bit of a challenging save on the redirect for the Calgary netminder. I've been impressed with him. Solid goalie, came from Boston. Boston draft. As Kachuk gets a chance in the slot, Demko held it out. And Lindholm's got it left point. Rims it around to the right wing side for Chris Tanev. Tanev protects it from Besser in the corner. And plays it around left point for Hannafin. Trying to go to Gaudreau, it's broken up. Here's Besser with a chance down the left wing. Paul Colson trying to catch up, but a great back check by Shillington. Knocked Besser off the puck and a two-on-one chance. That could have yielded a scoring chance for the Canucks, resulted in nothing. Uh, they're having a lot of trouble getting chances. And that's exactly what's happening. I only have them down for four all game. They didn't have one in the third period the other night. As Damco holds on in the crease and gets the whistle after a puck was dumped in on him with 4.22 left in the second period. Flames are up 2-0 on the Canucks. And the faceoff's going to stay in the Vancouver zone after the puck was cleared in on the Vancouver netminder. Interesting thing this summer is Brock Besser. It's right around seven million they have to qualify that, isn't it? I think it's seven and a half, actually. Ooh. So that will be an interesting scenario. We'll see if he signs an extension. Club elected arbitration is on the table as well. So, as I would imagine, is a trade, depending on what happens. So, 
Well, anytime you go to arbitration, it's ugly for both sides. I don't know too many guys that have gone through it that came out of it feeling good about an organization or their. And that's what it is. The famous story in Canuck history was when Brendan Morrison went to arbitration with the Canucks. I believe it was Brian Burke who described him in the arbitration hearing as a mouse riding on the back of two elephants playing on a line with Bertuzzi and Naslin. <laughs> uh, you know what? To me, that's not cool. It's, a, it's one thing you know, to call a player or whatever, say it like it is, but that's offside in my opinion. And I know since then the NHL has done extensive work to make sure that those hearings are done in a professional manner. Exactly. Thank you for clearing up my sentence. Queen Hughes at his own line. Ahead for Lamico, dumps it behind the Calgary net. I gather as well, as Drys breaks it up, side of the goal, tried to tuck it in. Vladar made a good save in tight. Canucks still have it in the end. Myers with a shot from the line, tipped in front by Drys again, and it went wide of the goal. I gather as well that after all of that, Hershey, Brendan Morrison has a photo of a mouse riding on two elephants in his office, <laughs> in his house, so. We get Berkey to sign it, too. <laughs> it was Tommy Salo came out in tears after his. I believe it was Tommy Salo. Former Edmonton Oiler yeah. netminder. Yeah, if I recall. He's not the only one. 2.20 left in the second. Flames lead the Canucks 2-0. In Calgary. And here's Sheldon tries out to center. Gains the red line, dumps it into the left corner, and Will Lockwood pursues on the forecheck. Playoff hockey may be sliding away from the Vancouver Canucks, but the Abbotsford Canucks know they're going to the postseason. So that'll be a good opportunity for guys like Lockwood, Dries, and Pod Colson's eligible to go down and play in Abbotsford in the playoffs too. So could be a good learning experience for him. He's been elevated up the lineup in the NHL in the late point in the season and now will likely get a chance to play AHL playoff games this year too. Well, and that's, you know, the one thing that, and I, and I don't, no disrespect or whatever, Guys find it harder to play in the minors than the NHL, and that's only because the passes aren't on your tape all the time. Yeah. It's, guys, it's a lot more scrambling, more mistakes. As Garland tries a backhand wraparound side of the net, it's stopped by Vladar, and he'll cover for the whistle as Garland and Zadorov get into its side of the net. Speaking of a mouse against an elephant, <laughs> and the linesman will have to get in and separate them as a scrum revolves around them as well. And as I was saying about the minors, it's, it's, it's a little bit slower. The speeds, the thing about the NHL guys put the passes right on your tape, you know? A little quicker, moves quicker, everything happens quicker. 145 left in the second. It's the Flames 2 and the Canucks nothing on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. 145 left in the second period in Calgary. The Flames lead the Canucks 2-0. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you. The Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Satyar Shah and Jamie Dodd were with you in the first intermission. They'll be back in moments for the second intermission, and they'll have you covered on the Canucks Central postgame show, where they'll be joined by Sportsnet's Ian McIntyre. Fast Eddie Gregory is providing great production work from our Sportsnet 650 studios in Vancouver tonight. Special thanks to engineers Rodney McQuaid, Kurt Schubert, and Giovanni Ramillo who are helping us work through some technical issues tonight as well. 
Cam Barra is the executive producer of Canucks Hockey and our fearless leader. It truly does take a cast of thousands to bring you the action along the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now here's Quinn Hughes in front of the Calgary goal. He scores. Hughes in tight, elevates it over Vladar's right shoulder. Now the Canucks get on the board to make it 2-1 to one with 1.14 remaining in the second. Ah, Quinn Hughes gets the Canucks back in the game. Don't say die just yet. And this is the Canucks getting in the zone. Vladar ends up giving a puck to Anderson. Anderson loses it as Chason gets all over him and give Chason credit. He was the guy that turned the puck over. JT Miller then hits Pod Colson in the slot, but Pod Colson bobbles it. As Hughes jumps down on the near side, he's in all alone on Vladar. And he goes blocker side shelf. And we're at two to one. Seventh of the year for Hughes comes at 1846 of the second period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Hughes' seventh goal of the year, and now his 62nd point. So he is one point shy of tying Doug Lister's single season franchise scoring record for a defenseman in Canuck history. Good for him. Well deserved so far. Pretty sure he'll break that. I'd be more surprised if he didn't at the moment. As Pod Polson tries to drive to the Calgary net, lost the puck. And Milan Lucic gets it out to center up the left wing for Michael Backlund, who dumps it into the main river zone. Uh, that's also, I think, going to be JT Miller's 94 point. It's an assist on. They do have him as the second assist with Pod Polson, the primary help. Silly Pod Polson now up to. Seven points in his last six games as Demko makes a glove hand save on a long shot by Trevor Lewis with just nine and a half seconds left in the second period, and the Flames now up two to one. Well, they've always talked about a third assist because Chason was the guy that created that. He went in after Anderson stripped the puck from him and did a great job in the corner, and then JT Miller ends up picking it up when he scores the goal, but Chason created that. Even strength goal for Quinn Hughes. Doesn't have a power play goal. Yeah, and in fact, now with 31 power play assists on the year, he and Adam Fox can both this year become the only players since they tracked power play goals starting in 1933 to record at least 30 assists and no goals on the power play in the same season as the period comes to an end, but there's a big scrum in front of the Vancouver net. Matthew Kachuk's right in the middle of everything as is Oliver ekman Larson, who's trying to get at Kachuk. And tempers are boiling over here at the end of the second period as I think it was Kachuk who crashed the crease. Might have bumped Dempo, Demko rather right at the end of the period and the Canucks have come to their goaltender's defense. I'm not surprised it's Kachuk. Thanks to see JT Miller. Him and Anderson are beaking back and forth, shockingly. Myers and Kachuk. I'd like to have a mic microphone and just see what's being said between those two. As Kachuk crashed the crease and he just stood in front of the net. Demko was stuck in the net and Kachuk just sort of stood over and wouldn't let him get out of the net as the period ended and that's what drew the ire of the Canucks but the middle frame is now over and it's the Flames up by one after two. Two to one for Calgary through 40 minutes as we rejoin Satyar Shah and Jamie Dodd for instant intermissions. Breaking down the game after two periods. 
This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Here's Quinn Hughes in front of the Calgary goal. He scores. Hughes in tight, elevates it over Vladar's right shoulder. Now the Canucks get on the board to make it 2-1 with 114 remaining in the second. Ah, Quinn Hughes gets the Canucks back in the game. Don't say die just yet. Canucks get themselves back into the game. It was a Calgary Flames taking a two-zip lead. Canucks look listless, but a late goal from Quinn Hughes brings them back right into it, trailing the Flames 2-1 through 40 minutes of play. And this is Canucks Central at the intermission on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Satyar Shaw with Jamie Dodd. You can interact with us on our Dunbar Lumber text inbox 650-650. And we'll hit uh, the text inbox coming up in a, in a bit here, but... Uh, you know, an eventful second period. And, you know, it looked for a while, Jamie, when uh, the Flames took that 2 nothing lead and the Canucks really had not didn't have much of an answer and the Flames kept getting chance after chance and Nemco had to make a couple of big saves to keep it just a two-goal game. And we'll see if that goal wakes them up because the Canucks really did not have much energy. They haven't shown too much energy in this game so no, far. No, especially for probably the first almost 15 minutes of that uh, of that second period, it was all Calgary. And it, it didn't even feel like Calgary was hitting their top gear at all, Sat. Like, they weren't exactly no. going all out, but they were still dominating that period. Canucks really struggling to get much puck possession, certainly struggling to get offensive zone time. Even before Quinn Hughes scored, it started to turn a little bit towards the end of that second period. Nothing yeah. too impressive from the Canucks, but at least just getting back on even footing with Calgary. And then, hey, you're you're only down a goal now, going into the third period. And we saw the scrum at the end of the period there, so maybe there's a little bit more emotion and feeling in this game in the third. And the Canucks, all of a sudden, they're right there. No, I mean, yeah, you get one more, see what happens. Now, the issue here for Vancouver as far as the playoff picture goes, and I do wonder if kind of them understanding how big this task is, played a hand into them being a little bit more lackadaisical or at least not having as much energy because, hey, I mean, the Dallas Stars won tonight. They're yeah. up to 93 points. The Flames and the Ducks are tied at one currently, but Calgary, but the but the Kings are at 94 points already. So, I mean, the Canucks lose this game. They're at 93. They're pretty much all but eliminated. Not mathematically yet, but you're, you're essentially a whisker away from that happening. So I wonder if that played a part into the Canucks kind of showing up into this game, kind of knowing it's very unlikely. Yeah. But now, whether you like it or not, you're in a hockey game. 2-1. So let's see if you have some energy in the third. Yeah, exactly, right? You still have a chance to go out and get a, a result late in the season against a divisional rival. And look, when Matthew Kachuk is, you know, causing problems for your goalie right at the end of the second period, whether you have a shot at the playoffs or not, that should light some sort of fire in you, right? That should make you want to go out and compete at your best for the final 20 minutes, especially when you're right in this game with a chance to win. And again, as I said, Calgary certainly has not shown their top gear. I'm, you know, it didn't surprise me that they came out and played better in that second period than they played in the first period. I, I'm not sure we'll see their best fastball at any point in yes. this game, but the Canucks need to do a lot more to up their level and try to push Calgary at least a little bit. Well, well that's the thing. I mean, if you really want to win this hockey game, you got to play with a lot more energy than the Canucks have shown so far in this game. And, you, you know, it's still 
the NHL and being out of it doesn't mean you can't bring an effort and you still want to see them play hard down the stretch here and see at least put the effort out before these games are done. And just like Boudreaux mentioned, I mean, make his word be true. It's not going to be us that eliminate ourselves. It's going to be somebody else that eliminates us. And, you know, so far tonight, as much as Calgary's been good, I think Vancouver's also kind of made it really easy for them. I mean, you're right. I mean, Calgary really hasn't gotten out of third gear no. at any point tonight. They haven't had to at any point tonight. Calgary has looked extremely comfortable all game. They have not been bothered, even with Quinn Hughes scoring that goal late. You know, Calgary has just been, they've been in cruise control for much of this game, and they haven't, yep. they haven't had any reason to really up the level of their intensity. The Canucks haven't haven't done that. They haven't pushed them at all yet. Haven't have not given them a reason so far. Uh, this text unsigned says, "Boys, notice Demko limping, walking to the dressing room. I hope everything is okay. I mean, he was in the middle of that scrum late where Matthew Kachuk uh, was kind of forcing him to stay in the net. Ekman Larson and him go after after it, and a big scrum ensues, and Demko's in the middle of it. Sometimes it's just fatigue or whatever it is, but we'll keep an eye on it, of course, because you know Demko." Has looked a little bit off, and I thought maybe on that second goal when he goes to play the puck behind the net, he kind of gets out, and that's not a great one. But outside of that one mistake, I think Demko is a big reason why this, this game was still within reach. He was definitely the much busier goalie in that second period, right? I mean, it's easy to forget. You know, the Flames now leading on the shot clock. They didn't even have a shot on net until 10 minutes into the first period here. Since then, they've been generating a lot of them, and they had a lot of legitimate scoring chances in that period, too. So Demko, yeah, you can point to that turnover, as you said, but he's still been very, very good tonight. Now, on the goal the Vancouver Canucks scored to make it 2-1, is Alex Chason and JT Miller behind the net uh, doing some good work. Maybe a hook you get away with there a little bit or whatever, but, you know, Chason, one of the things he's done really well is winning those puck battles, and you know, he's been able to do that and then get the puck into space. And, you know, to see him continue doing what he does mm-hmm. consistently, no matter what, is always like a benefit that goes to it, to his favor, of course. But just the play he made to get that puck over to put Coles in and put Coles in. Nice little, small little tap over to Quinn Hughes to get the space to go in and score. And good for Quinn Hughes, too, who's had, he's racked up a ton of points, has had troubles scoring, actually you know, registering goals for himself at points this year. So a great finish from Quinn Hughes. I believe that removes him uh, within one point of Doug Lidster for the Canucks all-time uh, season scoring by a defenseman, Mark. So it's nice to see him get a goal, nice to see him rack up another point, and just overall some nice work from the Canucks on that sequence. But you're going to need so many more plays like that. You need to see so much more of that in the third period for the Canucks to to come back and tie this one. Yeah, I mean, they got to bring a lot more of that energy. And if they can, I mean, hey, listen, Calgary's not playing at a super high level. They're a good team, and they're kind of on cruise control. Score another goal and make it uncomfortable for them. Force yeah. them into the game, but you got to bring it a little bit first. And, you know, when it was 2 nothing. Calgary had a few chances, and Demko made two massive saves. One was coming across. I forget on. I think it was on um, Backlund. We made a huge save. Then he made one late in the in the second period as well, right before Vancouver ended up scoring. You know, just a couple minutes afterwards. If that happens, it's four or nothing. This game's gonna get blown wide open, and that's how close it was to getting to that point. And that's what you want to avoid. You don't want to get blown out in a game like this. And to your point on Quinn Hughes, he is one point now away from beating Doug List uh, to tying Doug, Doug Lister's franchise record of sixty three points so it's getting close credit to Quinn Hughes Quinn yeah. Hughes setting a franchise record and you know it's we it's I almost feel like we haven't talked about Quinn Hughes enough this year Sat, because there's been so many other things going on with the team and we've been worrying about Elias Pettersson and we've been marveling at Thatcher Demko and JT Miller's performances but 
I think Quinn Hughes has just had a really solid season from start to finish. You know, even at the beginning of the season when most of the other the rest of the team wasn't playing very well, I thought Quinn Hughes was pretty good. And he's he's continued that level of play under Bruce Boudreau. The scoring numbers are there, the defense has improved dramatically. I think it would be very fitting for him to get the record to break Doug Lidster's yeah. uh, franchise record because he's he's earned it. He's he's having that type of season. You no, know, he has he's been absolutely tremendous. And also just the defensive um, leaps he's taken this season, how good he's been in his own end, how much stronger he's been. And it's, it's also reflected in the numbers overall. But a, a career year for Quinn Hughes already, already passing 62 points now. Getting 62, 62 points on the season, close to Doug Lister's record. Uh, Ian at UBC says, Spencer Martin will start the second. And he says he also called Bo Horvat's fracture when it happened and thought it... It was a fracture on the spot. So, so Ian at UBC, a bit mm, of a doctor, I suppose. So we'll see if uh, Spencer Martin does start the second period. But if Thatcher Demko is okay, he's going to play. We just don't know if he's hurt or not just because he was limping a little bit. But we'll see. Yeah, Ian, that, Ian is calling a shot. We will wait for an update on that before we speculate too much. It would be the third period also, Ian. So, you know, he might, he might yeah. know his medicine. But come on, got to get the period. Got to get the, uh, the, the second intermission, not the first intermission. That's right. I, I'm confused half the time myself, so maybe I shouldn't say anything here, Jamie. <laughs> but one of, one of the things I also want to see is, I mean, you know what? Before I say this, uh, let's give Connor Garland some credit again tonight. We, he was the focus of our player spotlight. I'd say he's been by far the Canucks' most active player tonight. Generating, I mean, he had one scoring chance himself in the first period. He set up JT Miller twice already in this game. He's creating, he's winning battles, he's he's in the middle of things. He got into it with Matthew Kachuk in a scrum at one point. If I have to point out one Canucks skater who's really been on it tonight, I would say that's... Connor Garland. And that line, and they were playing together particularly in the first period, there might have been a bit of a shuffle in that second period, but with Garland, uh, Miller, and Chason has really been the, the only reliable source of zone time and pressure for the Canucks. And it hasn't been great. It, it's not as if they're in there every every shift yeah. uh, getting a heavy uh, you know pressure on the Flames, but they've really been the only line that's been able to do that with any sort of consistency. And a lot of that is down to Connor Garland and his activity and his ability to create plays and set up others. Yeah, he's done a really good job in that. We'll see if he gets rewarded uh, coming up in the third period with the Canucks trailing the Calgary Flames uh, 2-1. Uh, keep your thoughts coming into our text inbox, 650-650. And we'll hit hit those uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Um on Dan Vladar, though, he's a netminder that can be pretty shaky. He hasn't really faced a ton of, you know, quality scoring chances from Vancouver in this game. But it just really feels like if you get a few more chances on him, the dam might kind of burst on that guy. And you got to keep that pressure going because if you if they were able to get to the net, a lot of the, the play so far in this game has kind of been on the perimeter for Vancouver. We even mm-hmm. remarked that in the first period. Even when the Canucks had zone time, it was very much to the outside. But if they're able to actually get to the middle here and get a few chances on Vladar, that dam can burst open. It's just a matter of you getting to those spots. They just haven't put much pressure on him. They haven't forced him to make really difficult saves at any point in this game consistently. And you're right. It's not as if... 
Dan Vladar is an intimidating presence necessarily in net where you're there saying, oh my goodness, how are we possibly going to beat this guy? I mean, he's a fine backup goalie, but if you're getting your chances, you're going to get goals as well. You just have to figure out how to get to those dangerous areas more consistently against this Calgary team, which is very, very good at keeping the opponent away from the middle of the ice. Well, and that's something that Pedersen, Besser, put Coles in line really has to start doing. Yes. And we saw, um, you know, we mentioned Miller and Garland a couple times at least doing that in that line, of course, uh, chase on and put Coles and was out there, was able to score to give the Canucks, to get the Canucks within one goal. But Pedersen and Besser, two guys I'm looking at, and they really, if they can if they can get to the middle of the ice a bit more here and start getting some shot attempts on, because those guys so far haven't been really active and everything's been to the outside. Yeah. Those are the guys that I want to see be able to take that action to the middle of the ice. Well, it can't just be one line doing it. Yeah. You, you need to find a, an ability to generate scoring chances from at least one other line, and that's who it's got to be. It's got to be Pedersen, uh, Besser, and Pod Colson getting it done, because again, even... Even the Garland and Miller line, it's not as if they've been doing it every shift. They need some help as well. Well, right now, Pedersen, zero shots on goal. Put Colson, zero shots on goal. Besser, zero shots on goal. That has to change. That's a problem. That's a big problem. That has to change in the third period if the Canucks are going to find a way to tie this game up and perhaps even win it. And so far on the out-of-town scoreboard, not a lot of help. The Dallas Stars beating the Seattle Kraken in regulation 3-2. They're up to 93 points in a wild-card spot. And currently, the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks are tied at 2 in the second period. The, The Kings sitting at 94 points. Canucks trail the... Flames by one, we'll get the third period call from Batch and Hershey on the home of your Canucks, Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Brandon Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you as the Flames lead the Canucks 2-1 to one after 40 minutes, and we get set to go to the third period, and Hershey tempers started to boil over at the end of that second period. There was a big scrum around the Vancouver net with who else but Matthew Kachuk in the middle of it, and Kachuk and Ekman Larson have offsetting roughing miners so we'll start the third period i believe at four on four we've seen several times this year where oliver ekman larson he's not afraid to jump in now, usually you think skilled defenseman and yeah and obviously from played in arizona a long time but you know wouldn't think expect him but he'll jump in he will give back and he hits hard and right right there when demko got kind of pushed back he went right after him that's great to see. I wouldn't fight him anyways. Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> I don't even know where that made sense. As Ekman Larson and Kachuk start the period in the box. And so we'll play four on four. The Canucks in white going from left to right. The Flames in red going from right to left. And it's Miller and Lindholm to contest the faceoff. Which is controlled by the Flames, and Johnny Gaudreau carries left wing into the Vancouver zone. Gaudreau made a move around Miller, uh, lost the puck. And Connor Garland spins back with it in his own end. Garland ahead for Hughes, left wing to center, into the Calgary zone. Drops it back to the line for Dermott. He'll rim it in behind the Calgary net, picked up by Garland, right corner. Protects it. From Hannafin on the wall, goes left point for Quinn Hughes. Hughes skating down the board. Spins back into the high slot with time and space, and a wrist shot that's stopped by Pladar off the blocker. As Hughes chases it down again on the left wing. Tried to center from below the goal line, but it was out of the reach of Miller, and now Elias Lindholm is out to center. Left wing in the Vancouver zone. Drops to Johnny Gaudreau, back to Lindholm in front. 
Tried to deke out Demko, who stuck with him, made a good save in tight, and Shillington gets it again on the left wing. Shovels it behind the Canuck goal. Myers bats it away from Goudreau to Besser on the far side. And the Canucks will have a chance to set up their breakout. Oh, they know that a glorious opportunity. Just too in tight to Demko. Now here's Besser with speed down the right wing with a high shot. It goes over the goal and out of play. Not sure if it clawed Vladar off the mask, but it may have. And I think they're going to keep the face off in the Calgary zone. As Quinn Hughes, who scored the Canucks' first goal of the game, had another good look there on a shot from the high slot. Johnny Goudreau's playmaking, though. Ridiculous passing skills. Right on the tape, never misses. Beautiful setup for Lindholm, who just couldn't finish in tight in front of the Vancouver net. Oliver Shillington behind his own goal. Gets it ahead for Toffoli. He'll lift it out to center for Backlund. Into the Vancouver zone. Back to Toffoli. Try to drop pass for Backlund. It was broken up by Shen, and the Canucks can turn back towards center ice. Uh, it's only 2 to 1. Calgary out shooting Vancouver 25 21, but Brendan and the scoring chances are 15 to 5 right now. Amazing that Thatcher has played as well as he has and kept this team in the game at 2 to 1 now. Highmore plays to the point for Dermott in the Calgary zone. Right circle, Lamico was knocked down. Goes back to Dermott. Long shot that was tipped. Went high and wide of the net. Eklund Larson and Kachuk are out of the box. And we're back to five aside as Yarnbrook from inside his own end lifts it up the right wing to center. Ekman Larson beat Kachuk to the loose pocket, dumped it back to the Calgary line as both teams go for changes. Calgary just kind of sitting, Hannafin waiting for the breakout. Flames dump it in. Richie left corner of the Vancouver zone. Hit into the end boards by Miller. Ekman Larson far corner, digs it away from Lucic for JT Miller, and he'll play ahead to Vasily Podkolzin, who skates right wing to center. And into the Calgary zone. Looks like Boudreaux has gone back to Podkolzin, Chason, and Miller as a line, at least for the moment. It's also possible that the lines are mixed up after playing the first couple minutes of the period at four on four, so we'll see how that continues to develop as the third period carries forward. But now here's Lucic in on goal with a wrist shot. Right on target, and Demko stopped him in tight. Good save on the Vancouver native, Milan Lucic. Oh, big man just powering through. He gets right in alone on Demko. Could have stepped in for a breakaway. Elias Pedersen at his own blue line. Clears it to center for Connor Garland. Into the Calgary zone. Garland darting down the right wing. Behind the Flames net. Taken to the end boards by Shillington. Dig away for it. Garland plays it free, left point for Hughes, then to Pedersen. Back to Garland on the goal line. Now to Hughes at the blue line. Between Hughes, long wrist shot through traffic. It was tipped in front, but deflects over the glass. And out of play, 3.36 into the third period. The Flames lead the Canucks 2-1 as Milan Lucic had another great chance for the Flames, a former Vancouver Giant. And should mention Hershey, WHL playoffs underway. This weekend, Vancouver Giants now in a one-all tie in their first round series with the Everett Silver Tips. They beat Everett in overtime last night, but the Tips responded with a 7-3 win tonight on home ice. You know who I'm Where's the Kamloops Blazers? Well, I was just getting to it. <laughs> I didn't even give you a chance. The Kamloops Blazers, as we get a whistle on an icing call against the Flames, are in an opening round series with Spokane. They won game one, nine nothing last night oh over boy. Spokane. Did oh the Blazers. And game two is in progress right now. Cam loops up three nothing on Spokane early in the third period. 
Spokane, I mean, they have to be a better team than that. But. Oh, good on the Giants. I'd love to see a Giants-Blazer matchup at some point. If it can happen. There's only six teams in the West Division when I play. Now eight of them make the playoffs of the ten in the Western Conference. The only teams to miss this season were the Victoria Royals and the Tri-City Americans. Canucks back in their own zone. Four minutes into the third, the Flames lead 2-1. to one. As Branson holds in right point, trying to long shot blocked by Dermott, and Dume gets it right corner. Coleman behind the net, trying to backhand wraparound, stopped down low by Demko off the right pad, and Matthew Highmore from behind the net. Lifts it off the glass to the far point, held in by Goodbranson. Uh, then pushed out of the zone by Dickinson and Lamico, and there's a battle for the puck along the wall right in front of the Vancouver bench. One guy that hasn't played his Thatcher Demko, my goodness. Save after save, and another one right there on a wraparound. Flames dig it free, Goodbranson gets it to Backlund, who brought it in offside of the Vancouver line. We'll have a neutral zone face-off upcoming. Canucks do have some interesting decisions like we were talking about. A lot of guys, UFAs, RFAs, Lockwood's an RFA, Richardson, UFA, Alex Chason, Batan, Lamico's got to get re-signed as an RFA. Highmore's in there. What do you do with Highmore? There's going to be some guys that you move on from. Restricted free agent Highmore, so he'll probably be back. We should explain that. Unrestricted. Yeah, absolutely. And 26 years old, Highmore. A decent year, 11 points coming into the game tonight. Really, his role is not a points guy, though. And when you look at what he and Lamico were able to do for much of the season on that motto line with Tyler Mott before he was traded away to the Rangers, you have to imagine that they see Highmore as a guy that could potentially be a low-cost player that can help them in their bottom six. Yeah, and you, you need guys, because salary cap, you need guys, of course. Heimar only made $725,000 this season, so if you can get him back at under a million or around about that dollar figure, you have to think he's a guy that can help. Myers gets a shot off the right wing, tipped in front. They score Alex Chason at the top of the crease. Connor Garland drove the net as well. It's going to be Garland's goal, and the Canucks tie the game at two before the six-minute mark of the third period. Oh, uh, what's that song, Staying Alive, Brendan? I don't want you singing it, but here we go. We're tied at two, and what a play this is by Chason. He bats this out of the air, and the puck goes wide down the boards to Tyler Myers. And actually, I'm not sure Chason touches this. I'm going to have to look at it. Looks like it's Garland. I think it's Garland's goal. He bats it out of the air. It goes past Chase on in front, and Garland at the back door sliding on his knees, bats it out of the air. And it goes past Ladar on his blocker side. What a goal, we're tied at two. 18th of the year for Connor Garland, comes at 5.36 of the third period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Crow Mackay. Western Canada's trusted accountants, but here come the Flames the other way. They've got the lead right back, as right in front of the goal. A rebound is tipped home. I think it was Brett Ritchie that got a touch on this. And it will indeed be his goal on the deflection. Flames are up 3-2. to two. Well, that was short-lived. The puck goes back to the point. And in the corner, 
I believe it's Pedersen doesn't get it out. And then it's a wrist shot from the point. I think it goes off Richie's skate. It was going well wide of the net. It was. But Pedersen loses the puck in the corner on a soft play, and that was the end of that. Turnover City. And I think Bruce Boudreaux wants to get it looked at. From what it's... He might throw the challenge. I'm wondering what he wants to challenge for, though. Maybe kicked in or something, or goaltender. But no, it's not... There's a plethora of options, but I didn't think any of them were viable. Absolutely, and plays back underway. So there will be no challenge, and the Flames answer back just 14 seconds after the tying goal from Connor Garland to make it 3-2, to two, Brent Ritchie's third of the year. As I was saying, the Garland goal at 5.36 of the third period. Now here's Dickinson left wing into the Calgary zone with a long drive kicked out by Vladar. And Lamico tries to hold in right point. Zadorov will go back to it. Time of the Garland goal is brought to you by Kromakai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at Kromakai.ca. Sheldon Dries lifts it out to center, gave it away to Hannafin, who slaps it back in behind the net. Quinn Hughes across to it on the far wall. Goes near side for Luke Shen. He'll skate to center on right wing and dump it behind the Calgary net. Hughes, left point with a shot. Tip, rebound in front. Lockwood couldn't get to it. As it was cleared to the near boards by Coleman, he tried to get it out of the zone. Richardson held in with a long shot, but Vladar snags that and holds for the whistle. 6.53 into the third. The Flames lead the Canucks 3-2 on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 6.53 into the third period. It's the Flames up 3-2 on the Canucks in Calgary. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you. Make sure to tune in after the game for the Canucks Central postgame show. Satyar Shah and Jamie Dodd will take your calls and texts. You'll also hear Bruce Boudreaux's postgame comments and reaction for the players. It's all right here on your home of the Canucks Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Canucks tied the game on the goal by Garland, and then 14 seconds later, Brett Ritchie reestablished the Calgary lead at 5.50 of the third period. The time of that goal is brought to you by Cromakai. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at Cromakai.ca. And we got a whistle here off the draw because Alex Chason is down, slow to get up. And he's going to skate off, hunched over to the Canuck bench, and I'll be completely honest, Hershey, I didn't see what happened here behind the play. I think he got hit from behind, but I'm not sure. Calgary Here's referee Mark Jeanette. For cross-checking. cross-check. Jason, he is bent over. He is hurt. And it's Backlund in the box for the Flames. And it is. It's a cross-check from behind, and that is dangerous. That is just dumb. Right in the numbers, right see, into the boards. And to me, that should be a suspension. That, that's... A one-game suspension for me. Cross-check in the back, head first into the boards. It's unnecessary and dangerous. The good news is Chason has remained on the Canuck bench. So he hasn't gone down the tunnel as of yet. We'll keep an eye on that as Canucks go to their first power play of the game. Brought to you by Play Now Sports. Get $250 to Play Now Sports, BC Sports Bar. The Flames get it down the ice off the face-off. Patrick Dem goes out of his head to handle the Vancouver zone. Canucks are running at 40% in their last five games on the power play. Six for 15 in that stretch. Their man advantage is eighth in the league this year, and they get it into the Calgary end. 
Pedersen on the four-check left corner, gets it free for JT Miller. To the top of the right circle, Connor Garland trying to drive, but his stick exploded in half. It never got through on net, and the Flames clear. Oh, the old half-sawed-off stick trick blew up in Garland's hands. And that sometimes that happens if you block the shot and you don't see it. That actually could have happened from the time he batted the puck in the net. I don't know. But sometimes the little dent in the sticks will cause him to snap. Canucks back into the Calgary zone. Hughes left point. Far wall for JT Miller. Back to Hughes. At the line. Again to Miller. Left circle. Drops it to Hughes. Takes a long wrist shot. Stopped by Bodar. Rebound in front for Garland. He sent it wide of the net. And the Flames get it back down the ice again. Garland with a glorious chance. Nice setup from Hughes. And he can't bury it. 45 seconds left in the Canuck power play as Hughes fires it into the left corner. Tanev back to it. Pressure by Pedersen. Tanev gave it away to Miller. Out of the line for Hughes to GT Miller. Left wing towards the net. Low shot was tipped wide by Besser. And Pedersen's got it on the right wing side. Behind the net for Garland. He'll throw it around to the left wing wall. GT Miller's got it in the corner. Again to Hughes at the point. Right side. Pedersen one-timer right on. Stopped by Vladar. Rebound in front for Garland. He's cross-checked from behind into the ice by Goodbranson. As Vladar covers up and gets the whistle, and I don't think there'll be another Calgary penalty here. But Branson gave Garland an awful rough ride in front of the net. Well, I don't know. I, I don't believe in this. Branson. first he takes a whack at the puck. It's almost a two-hander at Garland's feet. And then he cross-checks him in the back and knocks him down in front of the net. Apparently, that's not a penalty anymore. And that's the thing, I don't, it just, I don't get it. A penalty's a penalty. I don't care if it's the Flames or the Canucks. That should have been a two-man Or any other team, to be honest. It doesn't matter. Flames win the draw. Anderson clears it down the ice. Just a dozen seconds left in the Canuck power play. Demko leaves behind his own goal for Oliver ekman Larson. Try to pass to center. Lamico missed it, and the Flames dump it back in. That is the end of the power play. Canucks go to 0 for 1 on the man advantage tonight. Just past the nine-minute mark of the third period, Flames lead 3-2 in Calgary. Highmore, four-checking down the right wing, lost the puck to Gaudreau. And now here's Lindholm in the Canucks zone. Poke check by Ekman Larson, and Lamico turns back the other way and dumps it into the Calgary end. Take Tanev into the end wall, Highmore back to it. Feeds the point for Brad Hunt. He's tied up, though, and it's a two-on-one for the Flames the other way. Kachuk down the right wing, trying to centering pass for Gaudreau, blocked by a sprawling Dermott. Then Lindholm follows up but can't get it to the net, and Pod pulls and carries it out to center himself. Made a nice move around Zadorov at the Calgary line. Pod pulls and carries into the right corner. He's hit hard by Lindholm for his troubles. But did great work to get the puck deep in the zone so the rest of his linemates could change. And now we got a Vancouver penalty as Brad Richardson tripped Nikita Zadorov on the near side. So Richardson will go off, and the Flames will go to the power play with 10:02 left in the third, and Calgary up three to two. Now, good Branson didn't have a stick. Man, they're going to go to the box, Richardson for tripping on the boards, and no question. But what a play by Dermott! The block pass from Kachuk to Goudreau. He lays down, and it goes off his shoulder, and the timing of it so that he gets most of his body near Kachuk's stick. And that's what helps, but dire penalty kill here for the Canucks. Second man advantage of the game for the Flames. 
They're already one for one after the power play goal by Lindholm in the first period. JT Miller wins the draw back to Tyler Myers and he fires it high in the air all the way down the ice. Good start to the PK. Backlund, left wing. Deflects it behind the Canuck goal. Demko out of the net. Rips it high around the glass far side. Knocked down by Toffoli. He shot wide of the net, but Yarncroke gets it down low on the inboards. Tied up by Myers along the wall. Canuck's doing a good job keeping the puck caught up against the wall. Still in skates, now in the left corner. And Dylan Dubé is able to get it loose finally to the left point for Rasmus Anderson. Down the near wall for Backlund. Back to Anderson. Right point to Foley. To Anderson, middle of the ice. Spins away from JT Miller, does Rasmus Anderson. Goes down the left wing for Backlund. To the side of the goal for Lindholm. Back to the near point for Anderson. Left wing side, long wrist shot. Tipped in front by Yarncroke over the net. Myers gets it behind the goal. Has time and space in the near corner to get it off the glass to the line, but Anderson holds in again. And finally, Dickinson is able to fight it out to center. Canucks get a brief reprieve with just over 40 seconds left in the Calgary power play. And 8.40 left in the third period. The Flames lead the Canucks 3-2. Matthew Highmore off the bench. Breaks up a play at center and dumps it back in behind the Calgary net. Johnny Gaudreau leaves on the end boards for Noah Hannafin. Hannafin to center. Drops to Gaudreau. Plays it to the red line for Mangiapane. Middle of the ice for Lindholm. Left wing. Gaudreau going to the net. Mishandled the pass as he tried to tip it goalwards. And it ends up in the right wing corner. Got free by Mangiapane. Back to the line, but didn't have any teammates there. Rolls out to center. Flames transition quickly. Gaudreau on the left wing. Trying to center and pass. Bounced off of Vancouver's skate. Back to center. The power play is over. The Flames are one for two on the man advantage tonight. And it's still 3-2 Calgary with under eight minutes left in regulation time. Gaudreau had three guys you could pass to driving to the net. And it's a good thing that got blocked. It was almost a sure goal or scoring opportunity for the Flames if it didn't. Travis Dermott in his own zone for the Canucks. Chased behind the net by Brett Richard. Drops it to the near corner for Brad Hunt. Then ahead for Connor Garland. He'll lift it up the left wing for Alex Chason. Chason in the Calgary zone. Rink wide pass for Garland right wing. Dumped it behind the net for Pedersen. Tried to center, but it tips off a Calgary stick. And back into the Canucks zone. Uh, this is where Calgary, they know how to shut it down. They'll center hockey. Bob Colson. Left wing to center for Hughes with speed to the Calgary line. Right wing to JT Miller. Protecting it from Zadora. Miller dumps it behind the net. The Branson plays around to the far side. Only as far as Bessel. Sweeps it back in below the goal line. Battle for the puck at the near side. Hash marks. Claude Colson in the middle of it for the Canucks, as is Quinn Hughes. Zadorov and Dubé trying to get it free for the Flames, but Besser holds in right point for Miller. Now to the near circle for Hughes. Drops it away from Dubé, but Yarncroke got in there and deflected it out to center ice. Luke Shen from inside his own zone. Turned it over at center to Lindholm. Ahead for Dubé. Close play. Might have been offside. Dubé down the right wing with a backhander. He scores. Dylan Dubé scores his second of the night and 16th of the season. That'll make it 4-2 Calgary. Unless the play was offside. Uh, you might have called this, and I think they are probably going to take a look at it. But Luke Shen turns the puck over in the neutral zone. That gives a 2-1-1 one, one 
the Calgary Flames. I'm gonna have to see this again. It's going to be close, but Kachuk, he goes to the net on the far side on a two-on-one, quacking the whole way as the duck decoy, and Dubé goes to his backhand over the glove of Thatcher Demko, which is a great shot, but Demko gets caught cheating towards Kachuk. And Brennan, let's see if they, no. No challenge. And we know that Daryl Seward, the Canucks video coach, is one of the best of the business, so I'm sure he had a real good angle on that. Must have been onside, and as a result, it's a good goal for Dylan Dubé that extends Calgary's lead to two. It's four to two with 6.20 remaining in the third. Well, I think this is probably death for the Canucks, but an uncharacteristic mistake by Luke Shen, but give Dubé credit, he was the one that intercepted the pass of Shen and just got his stick just barely on it. And then the turnover and off to the races with the Flames. Now the Flames fight into the net, right off the draw, they score again. As the rebound was loose in the crease and I think it was Tyler Toffoli, who else, that shoveled it across the goal line. Or, what, or was it even touched at all? It might have been the initial shot from Zadora. Well, no, the shot hits the goalie. Demko bounces back. It's laying there. He goes to cover it. I think Meyer slides into him. But you might be right. Toffoli might have been the guy. Oh. And I think it's Tyler Myers, Myers that goes off of tips it between Demko's legs. And it just trickles ever so slowly across the goal line. Uh, and things just go from bad to worse for the Canucks. And that's what happens when you are when you know you're near the end. It's disheartening. It looks like the Canucks are completely disheartened in this hockey game. Because they know they're really not going to make the playoffs. Now 5-2. to two. The goal by Dubé that made it 4-2 to two was his 16th of the year at 13.33 of the third. The time of the goal is brought to you by Crow Mackay. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca as Vladar grabs a puck that was floated in on him by Brock Besser with 5.49 left in the third. The Flames lead the Canucks 5-2 on Alpine Credit's Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 on the Sportsnet Radio Network. And it's time to take a look at the turning point of the game brought to you by Northview Golf and Country Club. Two Arnold Palmer Design Championship courses Great food, world-class facilities, and magnificent views. Book now at NorthviewGolf.com. The turning point came not too long ago. As the Flames got two goals in 12 seconds from Dylan Dubé and Nikita Zadorov to turn a 3-2 lead into a 5-2 lead. Canucks have the goalie out. Here's Dubé with a chance at the empty net for the hat-trick. He missed the net in tight as he was tied up. And Quinn Hughes goes back to it behind his own goal. Six on five for Vancouver. With 5.20 left in the third period now, and the Flames up by three. Why not? One last gasp from the Canucks. And Pedersen takes it right corner into the Calgary zone. Battling with Anderson on the boards. Pedersen kicks it free for Besser, side of the net for Miller, trying to shovel it to the net, but Vladar made the save. And holds for the whistle. As I was saying, the turning point of the game. The Dubé and Zadorov goals that came 12 seconds apart. Zadorov's at 13.45 of the third period at the time of that goal is brought to you by Crow Mackay. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. I remember when Keenan pulled the goalie in the second period in Detroit. I was there for that one. 
was fascinating. You weren't the goaltender that was pulled by no, Keenan, were you? And I think the night before he pulled Snow. It was 2 to 1 in the third period. We got outshot like 42 to 4. Detroit scores two quick goals and then he throws me in there. He lost 7 to 2. And then the next night he pulled Snowy halfway through the second. I think I Long shot on Vladar is stopped and covered up at the top of the crease by the Calgary netminder. And here's another net front scrum is Shillington. And Dickinson had to be separated at the front of the goal. 4.39 left in the third. The Flames lead the Canucks 5-2 on Alpine Credit's Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credit's Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home. Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. 4.39 left in the third period. The Flames lead the Canucks 5-2. And a loss that will all but officially eliminate Vancouver from playoff contention. Canucks, after this one tonight, will have just three games remaining. So... They'll only be able to pick up a maximum of six points. And right now they sit exactly six points behind both Nashville and Dallas in the two wild card spots. Uh, David Amber, Sportsnet just tweeted, one point by Dallas in their final three games are a win for Vegas. So they had San Jose tomorrow and Canucks are officially sure There's a one-timer in the slot for Miller. He hit the post. It's six on five for the Canucks with Demko on the bench. Miller was set up out of the corner by Pedersen. And it clanged off the pipe and stayed out as Hughes goes back to it in his own end. That was a bomb, and I think I actually heard the post scream, Brendan. Ouch. <laughs> that was an absolute bullet. 93 mile an hour. One-time slap shot from JT Miller. And he's got it again right wing in the Calgary zone. Still six on five for the Canucks with 340 left in the third. Ekman Larson at the point. Right side Pedersen long shot. Blocked in front by Hannafin, comes to Toffoli. He'll carry it to center. Shoots for the empty net, but it was blocked and went wide into the near corner. Uh, Toffoli got the red line too, which is smart play. Anderson fights it free behind his own net for JT Miller. He'll sweep it around near side to Brock Besser. Besser passes to center for Highmore, then ahead for Pedersen to the Calgary line. Left the puck behind as he skated into the zone. And Ekman Larson gets it back in his own end. Oh, these Canucks look gassed. Absolutely gassed. They don't have much left. Brad Hunt to the Calgary line on right wing. Jumps it behind the net. Tanev sweeps it loose far side for Richie. Now to Lucic. He'll shoot for the empty net, but he missed. He hadn't gained the red line either, and it's icing against the Flames. With 2.54 left in the third. And Calgary up 5-2. And with every passing game here, Hershey, the Western Conference playoff picture starts to come become more and more clear, I should say. If the playoffs were to start tonight, it would be the Flames and the Nashville Predators in the first round, but Nashville's tied on points with Dallas, so there's still opportunity for a little bit of shifting there, and Vegas still mathematically alive, sitting four points behind both the Stars and the Predators. Vegas not playing very well at all as of late. And they did win a game in overtime, I believe, last time, last game. Playing Thompson. As Hughes gets a shot for the line, stopped by Vladar. He didn't know where it was, but it's underneath him as he's able to fall back to the ice. 
cover it up. And Vegas has been interesting. They should be a better team than what they're showing. But hey. They've had a ton of injuries this year, and they've now lost Robin Leonard for the season. Well, that's official. It is. So letting Marc-Andre Fleury go, not looking like the best decision in hindsight. And with the injuries they faced this year, it may end up costing them a playoff spot, which I don't think anybody would have predicted coming into the season. Blake Coleman to the Vancouver line, tried to shoot for the empty net. It's blocked by JT Miller, and Quinn Hughes goes back to center. Left wing for Pedersen, into the Calgary zone, hard shot, he scores! Elias Pedersen goes bar down on Dan Vladar. Six on five goal for the Canucks, and it's five to three with 2.25 left in the third. Now this is a bullet. Pedersen just steps over the blue line. This probably shouldn't go in, but it is a great shot. You could hear it cling bar down. And it gets turned over up the boards, and Quinn Hughes is going to get a point in this, Brendan. He gives it over to Pedersen, and Pedersen steps over the blue line and walks in almost to the tops of the circles. This may have hit Anderson's stick. He goes over the blocker of Ladar, but it is a bullet, and Hughes has another point. And with that assist, Quinn Hughes sets a new franchise record for assists in a single season by a defenseman, that record was held by or held by Dennis Kearns with 55. It's now 56, and, and it's Quinn Hughes. I think JT Miller's going to get his third assist too on this in this hockey game. That'll be three for him in this game. I believe the Canucks have taken their timeout here as they had their top players on the ice for quite a while. So if JT Miller does get. Another assist. It's 96 points on the year for him. Three games left, only needing four points for 100. He'll get there. He will get there. At least we'll have something left to watch for. 225, though, 5-3. You never know. As the Flames with the ensuing faceoff. Dumped into the Vancouver zone. Dent goes back in the net for the moment. I imagine he'll return to the bench as soon as the Canucks can get the puck off ice. Quinn Hughes near corner in his own zone for JT Miller. Floats it left wing to center. Garland has to battle for it, but Tanev knocks it away from Lindholm. Back in on the right wing. Centers for Kachuk to Lindholm. To Gaudreau in front, and Demko denied him in tight. Johnny Gaudreau down the left wing nearly had a tap in, and Demko got a piece of it as the Canucks escaped to center. Hughes plays it back into his own zone for Besser, and it's six on five again with Demko on the bench. Hughes, right wing, into the Calgary zone, trying to center and pass, it's broken up. Here's Gaudreau back to center. Watched by Pedersen, shoots for the empty net, he scores! Johnny Gaudreau fires it into the yawning cage. His 39th of the year. Extends the Flames lead. Well, Canucks tried to go five minutes, six on five without a goalie, and eventually that's too much time you're going to get scored on, especially with players like Goudreau out there. He just goes around. Pedersen is the last man back. And just flips a high wrister into the empty net. And that will be the final nail in the coffin for the Canucks. It's 6-3 to Calgary. The Pedersen goal. 
Uh, pulled the Canucks back to within two. 17.35 of the third period. The time of the goal brought to you by Crow McKay. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmckay.ca. As Canucks are back to work in the Calgary zone, Brad Hunt left wing tried to center for Highmore. It was tipped away from him. Comes to the near side for Yuho Lamico. Lamico plays it back into the near corner. Uh, the flames clear. It goes all the way down. And it's... It's going to be icing against Calgary, but Manchapani got to it first as we're into the final minute of the third period. Jason Dickinson at his own blue line. Right wing to center, goes cross icing to the left corner of the Calgary end. Ladar out of the goal. Sweeps it far board for Dubé, and he'll clear to the red line for Blake Coleman. Back to Dubé right side. He's got two tonight, looking for the hat trick with a shot that's blocked by Ekman Larson. The puck goes to the corner. The empty netter by Goudreau at 18.21 of the third period. The time of the goal brought to you by Crow McKay. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmckay.ca. Ekman Larson, far corner in his own end. With just a dozen seconds left of the third period, the fans of the Scotiabank Saddledome rise to their feet. To recognize a high-scoring win for the Pacific Division winners as the Calgary Flames Double up the Vancouver Canucks tonight by a final score of 6-3. to uh, Canucks playoff hopes all but done in Calgary tonight. A valiant effort. They got back to 2-2. Two to two. And then after that, it was all Calgary Flames. And the Canucks fall 6-3 to three in Calgary. And have a very, very, very slim chance of making the playoffs now. It's about as slim as it can get. They're six points out of a playoff spot. They've only got three games left, so they can only earn a maximum of six points and would have to have all sorts of tiebreakers go their way. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days, but Vancouver will be back on the ice on Tuesday night to host the Seattle Kraken at Rogers Arena, and we'll have it for you right here on Sportsnet 650 and along the Sportsnet radio network. Once again, the final score at Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary. The Flames 6 and the Canucks 3. For Corey Hirsch, this is Brendan Batchelor, the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver. The Canucks Central postgame show starts right now.